Blog Talk Radio. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material compositions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. making a stand and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job and you are the minority you are the cowards who don't know the truth you're the people that serve this evil system you're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men women and children not just iraqis not just afghans not just africans but the people right here in this nation you serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you and I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated. Your hours are numbered. We've got the energy. We've got the life force. All you've got is evil backing you up. All you've got is greed. I'm not going to look at yourself in the mirror. Because deep down, the New World Order is a pot-bellied, chicken-necked ninny. And all the armor and all the weapons are nothing. You are nothing compared to good. You are nothing compared to life. And you will be defeated!
I want the individuals out there, I want free humanity to turn themselves loose, to cut the chains loose. And to use the end of that chain to slap the new world order right upside the head. You've got the power. You want to know who can defeat the new world order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the new world order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is, is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscle. We're starting to realize that we do have power, and we can work together, and we can take action, and that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life and who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victories against tyranny. They don't have any respect for themselves. They don't have any vision. And they don't have any will. And they sure don't have any of the power that shines out of God's soul and energizes all life in the universe. They have wed themselves to death. And they will crumble, and they will fall, and for eternity we wed ourselves to life, and to everything good, and everything that flows from it. It's evil. It's the lesson of two evils. It's still evil. You can't fight evil with evil, you know that. So what are we supposed to do, Peter? Nothing. Sit around and wait for something good to drop out of the sky? The American people are sheep, Peter, just dumb sheep. They'll follow anyone who promises to keep them warm and well-fed. This man we've elected is a Marxist. He can't support and defend the Constitution because he doesn't believe in what the Constitution says. He doesn't believe in the rights of man. He doesn't believe in the right to life because he kills unborn babies. He doesn't believe in the right to liberty because he wants to take our guns away, which is our very source of protection of that liberty. And he doesn't believe in the right to property because he wants to redistribute the wealth instead of letting hard-working Americans keep what they earn. I know. Do you remember what Dad made us memorize? Jefferson, he knew this day would come. I've thought about this over and over again. I can't tell you how many times. When they were shooting at me over there, and I'd get back and I'd hear what those liberals were saying over here. This letter to William Smith. What country can preserve its liberties if its rulers are not warned from time to time that this people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. What signifieth you lies lost in a century or two? The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. Yeah. Those quotes we should be remembering very clearly every single every single day, but I don't think it makes much of a difference because the people are sheep, and they're sheep. They just do what they're told. That's a fact. It's a fact. I mean, just, uh, there's no courage. There's no honesty. This lady of lady, uh, yesterday, just real quick, I forgot to talk about this yesterday. You know, one of these YouTube videos, you know, where I get those, all these commercials always at the end, you know, the scams, you know. Have you qualified for this program? You can get $1,400 a month. You know, and they, they, you know, so I called. I knew it was a scam already. I called. This lady gets on there, and she starts trying to sell me health care. I said, that's not what the ad said. It said, all I have to do is call up. If I got this, I got this. I qualify for $1,400 a month. 
oh, I don't know nothing about that. I can't help you about that. Wait a second. I'm looking at the phone number right now on my computer screen. I'm not on a phone. I'm on a computer. Okay, I'm not walking around with my phone shoved up my ass like all the other Americans. I'm sitting here in front of a computer at a desk. Okay? Now, this, it's got a phone number right here that says I qualify for $1,400. Now, why am I calling you then? I just didn't pull your number out of a hat and just all of a sudden start calling you saying I qualify for $1,400. So why is your number saying this? Why are you answering this phone? I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I would like to help you, but I can't. You know, like they always do. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I understand what you're saying. No, I apologize, sir. I'm sorry. You know how they always say the same crap over and over, you know? And, and I said, you know, I want to say something to you, something, lady. I know you probably don't care and you don't have a conscience. I knew this was a scam. But you know what? Today's September 11th, too, and the country's supposed to be in mourning. And here you are scamming people. Ripping people off, scamming them, doing a bait-and-switch tactic, a deceptive sales practice, which is illegal against the law, technically, okay? But, you know, those laws are not enforced on people like you, just us, the slaves, the sheeple. So, you know, but you should be ashamed of yourself. And you know what? Damn you and your soul. I hope you're rot in hell, because that's where you belong. And I hung up on her. And, you know, it's just that's what we have to do. We've got to do that. We've got to get in their face. We've got to tell them like it is. We've got to speak up. We've got to tell them like it is. It's not a joke. It's not funny. Stop the bull crap. Stop it. You know, I'm on other podcast shows, and I'm listening to these people, man. I'm listening to the, you know, like last night, the lady, she gets on. This lady, she, uh, she gets on. She starts talking. Uh, she had this caller that calls in. We gotta do this jump, and we're gonna do this jump, and people are starting to change. The sheriff out there, he's not gonna enforce that. The governor's gonna suspend the constitutional rights for the Second Amendment, and the sheriff said he's not gonna enforce it. Baloney! Okay? Uh, hey, hey, people are people are waking up. No, they're not. People are not waking up. It's the same thing. I heard it. I interviewed Sheriff Stephen Reams from Colorado 12 years ago. He was another. He wasn't going to enforce the uh, Second Amendment, any gun rights laws or whatever. He didn't infringe on the Second Amendment. Oh, go look at his record. He's arrested like like 300 people since then for for, for uh, Second Amendment uh, carrying a gun illegally, this and that. So that you know, don't give me that crap. Okay, nobody's waking up. And I and I and I went over that. I said the only way you're going to fix things is to restore common law, restore our de jure republic. And I went over the whole the whole slew again. And 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 I did it very good. I mean, I've got the I mean, explain it the best way I think I've ever explained it. The Organic Act of 1871 and how our government's been usurped. And it's like after I explained all that, it was like I was talking to a five-year-old kid. Can I have that piece of candy anyway, Dad? You know, they just didn't hear anything I said. They went right back to the same stupid crap they were talking about. You know? The same stupid thing. I mean, it's useless. It's useless, man. I mean, it's just, come on. There's no point. The only way you're going to fix this country is you have to restore your republic. We are under Roman civil law right now. 
Admiralty Maritime Law, the law of the sea. We, it's corporate government. It's corporate law. You have no rights. You have no constitutional right. It's an act. You cannot sue anybody and go into court and get justice. You will not win. Guaranteed. Okay? You will not. You take on this government, you as a citizen, you file anything in the court, they don't even want to talk to you. They tell you to hire a lawyer, okay? And then when you go to court with a lawyer, you shut up and you sit down because you're not allowed to speak. The lawyer speaks for you because you're stupid. You don't know anything. You're not a member of the bar, okay? You're in your de facto courts, and you'll do what they say. You do what the black robe priest says, and you will. Otherwise, he's got the guy over there with the gun on his side, and he's got a lot of backup, and they'll electrocute you and drag you down concrete stairs head first and throw you in a cell. And you'll sit there for 30 days. And nobody's going to bond you out, okay? Because they'll put no bond on you. You'll do what they say. Simple as that. And that's the way it's going to be until we all wake up. And restore common law. It's a fact. Everything else is null and void. Whatever issues you think are important right now, whatever you think you're going to do, it doesn't work. It's not going to work. You can protest. You can march up and down the street. You can do whatever you want to do. But nothing's going to change. I can tell you that right now. It's not going to change. Simple as that. Okay? If they killed your buddy over there last week or you got a lawsuit pending right now, just don't bother because you're not going to win. You're not. You're not. You get your little privileges that they give you, take them, shut up, and be happy. Pay your taxes or they'll come get you. Okay? Have your driver's license, your insurance, your registration, your papers, please. Papers, please. Just like Nazi Germany. You know, papers, please. Yep. Or you will be taken into custody. Okay? You'll be given a ticket. You'll pay a fine. You will pay. You'll pay it. You will. You will pay your property taxes, or they will take your house. You don't own no property in America. You're an American slave. You don't own anything. You don't own it. You're, you, if you think you paid off your house after all these years, which not many people have, you don't know you're given a warranty deed. You're a tenant on your land. That's why you pay rent every year to the king. Okay? You don't own it. Well, everybody's got to pay taxes. You know, we got to pay for uh, How are they supposed to pay for things? You know, how are we supposed to get the roads paid for? Who pays for the police officers? <laughs> Stupid. My tax dollars. It's all the people on food stamps. They're draining my tax. That's why prices are high. My, my taxes. You stupid jackasses. They've got a machine that prints the money. Okay? It doesn't matter what taxes are. It doesn't matter. Why do you think they could send $300 billion over to Afghanistan? Come on. Was that your taxes? Did you pay taxes on that? No. The Federal Reserve prints the money. You were bought the day you were born. Got a birth certificate. Got a social security number. You're numbered. They got you. Got an RFID chip in your freaking underwear, for God's sake, probably. All right? You're not going nowhere. You're not running nowhere. They'll find you. You can hide in the Amazon jungle, and they will find you. They track you down. You're chipped all the way. You're barcoded. All your barcodes, they tracked. Why do you think they, they have to find people? Okay? 
Now with the facial recognition, good cameras everywhere. Come on. And they're going to do it a digital currency pretty soon. You're not going to make money under the table anymore. You're going to work. You're going to get credits and digits. And they'll take it. They'll take it when they want to. You will get what you're allowed to get according to the government. You'll do what you're told. You will. Okay? Simple as that. That's what, that's what it is. It's hell on earth. It's going to be hell on earth. 1984, baby. That's right. With constitutional rights. You don't have any. You haven't had any for a long time, trust me. It's in a game. It's an act. You're not going to win. All right? Social Security. <laughs> they're going to take it. They're going to take it all. And they're going to give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. Okay? You don't own anything. You're a slave. All right? When you look in the mirror tonight before you go to bed and lay on your little pillow, and your little, uh, what's the guy's name there? Uh, the guy there, the pillow guy? The mattress guy? Maybe you bought one of your mattresses for him. You know? The guy that's fighting for all our rights there. He's going to change everything. He's fighting with Trump, you know? He's our hero. You know, uh, when you lay down tonight, just remember, you're a slave. Pray to your God, okay, because he's not listening, because he's really angry at you. You're a slave. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own all the greatest buildings, the biggest buildings, the best buildings. They own it. For a long time now, it's a big idea. New World Order. George Bush told you September 11, 2000, what was it, 2000, uh, what was it, two, uh, 1991, September 11, 1991. Isn't that interesting? Gave his New World Order speech September 11, 1991. Look it up. Instead of looking at your stupid phone later on, look it up. You know, everybody's still walking around. You still got people walking around with masks on their face. <laughs> I laugh, man. You know, I just laugh at him. I don't want to talk to nobody. Many people in the store don't say hi to me. I don't want to stay your slave. If I don't know you, you're nothing to me. You're a slave. You mean nothing. You're part of the problem. Unless you're on my team, join or die. Like, like the flag says, join or die. Right? Appeal to heaven. Don't tread on me. Simple as that. We've got to make a chance. I don't want to hear the, the stories. I don't want to hear about the little arguments. I don't care about Joe Biden's laptop. I don't care about Joe Biden. I don't care. They're actors. They don't matter. It's a new world order. It's here. It's here. It's just they almost got it completely locked. I mean, they probably got to do another war. Who knows? They got all their plans, you know, set up all their little things they're doing, worshiping the devil and everything. They think they're going to live forever, these people. You know? But you think you're going to go you, you go have your town hall meeting, you think you're going to change something. You're not. You're not. So stop it with your stupid little ideas. They're not going to work. Fact. Fact. Oh, just, I want you to just answer one question for me. All your life, no matter who's listening right now, I don't, I don't care if nobody's listening. Whoever's listening right now, all your life, have you ever seen things get better yet? 
Have you seen prices go down at all? Have you seen your paychecks go up and prices go down? Are you able to get ahead more than you were yesterday at any time throughout the course of your life? No. No. Your liberties have been restrained more and more and more every year, every day, every minute. Nothing has changed for the better. It's gotten worse all the time, every time. Okay? So what's that tell you? We've got to do something. We've got to change it. You've got to stop the bull. You've got to stop it. We've got to unite and come together. The slaves have got to unite. You know, disobedience. I don't know. Shut down the country. Just don't go to work tomorrow. I don't know. You know, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to do it unless you restore common law and restore our republic. Been screaming about it for years. Every which way I possibly can. That's the main problem in the Federal Reserve, the money. Money controls everything. Money's the power. Everyone's chasing money. Everybody loves money. Well, let's go after the real money. Let's get the gold and silver. Let's restore a sound currency monetary system where the money changers don't have a monopoly, where they can create inflation, deflation, and burst in bubbles and could screw with the economy. Okay? It's the only way. All the other issues will not work. Whatever idea, it's not going to work. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. It's not going to work. Got to restore our republic. It's the only way. Restore our republic. A government for the people, by the people. Okay? And all this woke crowd and everything, and we have to put God first. You have to have a God. Our Constitution is for a religious, moral people, and it's inadequate for any other. Those who sacrifice liberty for a little bit of security deserve neither. I can go quote, 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 quote over and over, learn from yesterday. That's the only thing we should be studying right now is what the founders did, how they got out of the jam they were in, because that's what we have to do right now. We've got to stop. Stop the madness, man. Stop killing each other over stupid stuff. Start getting along with each other and start uniting. Stop arguing over stupid stuff. Stop watching the dumb football games. Stop watching. The, stop getting entertained. The inter, stop the entertainments. There's no time to have fun right now. There's no time. We must work, 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 work to restore our republic. Simple as that. It's the only way. It's the only answer. It's the only cure. It's the only way we're going to fix things, folks. It's the only way. Oh, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Anybody want to make a comment? Then you're more than welcome to. Go ahead, nine seven zero. Nine seven zero. Alan. Okay. Yeah, well, it I is Alan. Just sorry about yeah, that. Okay. My phone was messing up. <laughs> All right. Yes, it is me. Thank you. So, how are you doing tonight? Uh, just uh, pissed off, man. You know, sick and tired. It of sounds nonsense. like it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I keep it's trying a game. To, I, 
I keep trying to figure out. My uncle was a railroader, and um, he knew all about thermite. My dad was working on the pipelines. He all he knew about thermite. They used thermite in order to cut and weld all the time. Matter of fact, you can actually go out and commercially buy something called CAD weld that will do both, and they use that on the railroad and has since the 1800s. And yet, all these people know that NIST was just full of shit. And um, yet nobody has been effective in, in countering that. It was an outright lie. Too many people realize that. And uh, we're going to be living one after another after another, and these lies are getting even more ridiculous. Um, the lie that uh, that was a forest fire without the forest actually being on fire in Maui is ridiculous. Okay, there's too many people that are military people that have been out here that, that have the experience in the field, have worked with this equipment, and uh, know the ins and outs. I mean, you don't just walk up and, you know, pull the trigger on a, on a do. You, you have to have uh, clearance. You have to have an unlocking code in order to be able to sit there and even activate it. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot the to that. What's the latest on that? I haven't been paying attention to that, really, that, that forest fire well, stuff. Well, the mainstream I... media would like you to think that the uh, real estate agents um, somehow created a conspiracy, broke into the military uh, facility, and managed in order to actually torch most of Maui. And they blame this on the real estate agents and something preplanned. Um, no, I think that it's just the vultures that is creating that perception because real estate agents breaking into a military base, whether it be bribery or otherwise, is pretty darn well. Okay? And then we have the other side of the story that China is sending satellite, which happened to be over uh, every time the fires would erupt, the satellite happened to be over uh, Hawaii, their satellite. Same one that was sitting there using green lasers a week before and the day before and the day of. Okay, in order to get targeting and positioning right. Uh, they actually laid out the map, they calculated their targets, and then uh, set there and programmed it in order to torch the targets. And that's exactly what, they, what you see. You see houses that even have a red roof that wound up surviving because that wasn't in the pattern of fire. But in the middle of the uh, harbor, Okay, every time the thing would sit there and go back in order to recycle and sit there and probably recycle over the harbor or just off the coast, and guess what? All of these boats are exploding 200, 300 yards from the shore. They're exploding and, and going into flame when the wind wasn't anything to do with the boats at all. It was actually blowing it away from the boats. So, yeah, you've got a serious uh, footprint in order to show that that's actually a do. Yeah, but, we had but, but okay. Okay. What's people going to do about it though? What's what's the what's the solution? I mean, what's the where's the I justice? think that's the problem. Gonna... You see, if enough people were not afraid of their jobs because they would be cost of money, and by the way, your First Amendment works on a job. Okay, uh, you can say what you bloody well want. Keeping that job is a different subject, but it's not an arrestable offense. And um, if it's political and they try to fire you, I got news for you. You just need to sue them. You need to stop the uh, nonsense before it actually starts. And we're about to go through another big round of uh, masking because they're already starting at a government levels. Because Nancy 
Is that her name? Uh, Nancy wound Pelosi. up getting a cold. Yeah. yeah. She's back, huh? She's back again, huh? Yeah. Back for the attack. So everyone, huh? everyone's wearing masks and, and starting the, that trend again. I'm not going to follow it. And the only way that we're going to be able to break it is to go to places like Walmart, 25, 30 people strong. When you walk in the bloody door, none of you is wearing masks. And you just ignore them and walk on by. Well, why are they re-implementing the mask law? What's going on? I don't understand. But did, what's well, matter? because did they want to sit there and lock people down and, and have people respond again. It's a psychological operation. There was never a mandate. We discovered that now. There was never a law. There was never actually anything that had any authority in order to do anything, especially the CDC. They can make recommendations, but that's all they're supposed to be able to do, not create the criteria on the fly without legislative um, uh, act. Okay, so, I mean, we we discovered they never had the authority, so who did? Pfizer had the authority. That's who had the authority. They they were the ones that were paying for all of the advertising for your news. They were the ones that sat there and uh, put out all the public um, uh, uh, information uh, yep. uh, advertisements. They were sitting there pushing this as a absolute have to, not a what are you talking about? Get out of here. And we allowed it. I'm sorry. When you actually look up the, what what the science is, the COVID virus is actually 0.028 of a micron. A dust mite happens to be 13 microns big. A paper mask will not filter a dust mite. It won't even sit there and make the uh, paper sticky enough for the dust mite not to, in order to be breathing an excessive amount. So, in essence, when you put on this mask, what you're doing is concentrating that contaminant in order to remain by your nose and mouth without any, what, circulation, okay? And that's what they wanted to do because the most people got sick. The most people that were the most vulnerable got sick and proved them right. You have to wear those masks, which is an inverse yeah. logic. Yeah. So, um, oh, it, it's a social constraint. It's it's because um, you know there's, and I I hate to say it, but there's too many people willing in order to eat marbles. Yeah, no, you're right. Just outright. I mean, we went from what Bobby, that he would you know, or was it Mikey that would eat anything? Okay, to um, <laughs> you know. To uh, going down and, and, you know, participating in a global experiment voluntarily because they said you had to. And if you didn't do that, they were either going to kick you out of your home or they were going to arrest you and then put you in a very nasty place where you'd probably catch more than just a common cold. And, yeah, yeah, I can see all that happening because it, it, it was actually your reaction they were responding to. <laughs> And, oh, by the way, this is just politically correct now, so you're just going to have to do it, dominated. And uh, the only way in order to do that is to turn to these people when they come up with the absurdity and say, I'm terribly sorry, you're asking me a HIPAA uh, question, which I'm not answering. Leave me alone and actually sue them if they try to sit there and kick you out. The actual um, uh, right and the description of your rights is written in 18 U.S.C. 245. And if anyone misses it, 
that's part of the Ku Klux Klan Act. In there, you also find that they cannot uh, stop you, uh, you from encouraging other people in peaceful protest and or participating. And by the way, you cannot close the doors of a motel, even during a riot. And it says so in there. You cannot deny any of these people service. Now, the reason why it says that is because your rights, the same rights you have on the sidewalk, go all the way to the employee's only door. Your rights, okay, in order to be peaceful, your right in order to be in peace, your right in order to sit there and go about your business, is maintained when you leave that sidewalk and come on their property because they put up a shingle inviting you to come in with your rights not the sacrifice of your rights. So this is a well-established. It's in the uh, Ku Klux Klan Act. The number, again, is 18 U.S.C. 245. One way to avoid oh, a- I'm sorry. Um, you know, what, what happened? Whoa. Got a bad thunderstorm going on right here. Right now. Big one. Ah, yeah, I love it. There it goes. Boom. Anyway, the, the name of uh, the United States was w- w- how they changed and usurped everything in the Organic Act of 1871 when they changed the United States of America, the name. They changed the title, you know, and and names is very important. The titles are very important, and words are, you know, of and the, uh, you know, the, the United States of America, the United States of America, you know, these, the, of and the, you know, it's very important how they changed that. And, and reworded a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, they corporate, corporatized everything. I had it all up last night, actually, and I, I read some of it in the common law and, the, and, and really what, what, what is, is, is the remedy for America and, and how things can change and, and how we need to come together and change everything to go, get back to our de jour uh, form of government, you know, um, and and really, it's it's you know like uh, right here it says Benjamin Franklin popularized the concept of a political union in his famous Join or Die cartoon in uh, 1754. A generation later, the concept of unity became a reality. Thomas Jefferson is credited as being the first person to come up with the name, which he used while drafting the Declaration of Independence in June 1776. Jefferson's draft version of the Declaration started with the following sentence: "A Declaration of the Representatives of the United States of America in General Congress assembled." The final version of the Declaration starts with the date, July 4, 1776, and the following statement, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. You know, so, you know, we, we, have to, we have to go back to our history, and we have to learn from yesterday, and we have to understand how we're going to restore this thing and get back to and get away from the international banking laws and international bankers and, how they, and this corporate de facto uh, District of Columbia that controls everything that we do and say and hear. And we have to get back to our republic and common law. Right now we're under Roman civil law, you know, admiralty maritime uh, laws of the sea, you know, and that, that addresses corporations and that, that's, that, that deals with business and corporations. And it's not, it's not what the sovereign people of this country formed or wanted or started out with. And when you're sovereign, you're free. All these words have meanings. And, and the origins of them and the reasons why we are who we are today in America and why we started out the way we did. And people need to understand that. And there's only – America's Remedy is a good one, americasremedy.com. Um, uh, very important. Uh, these, there's groups out there, grassroots groups that understand this 
And really, people need to get back to that and understand and and get involved with these groups. I actually have to be actually at eight o'clock to the convention of the states. I'm going to see what they're about. They have a Zoom meeting tonight, so I may but I may go ahead and put that live on the air here when I go on there. I don't know, but uh, there's a quick video here on this. It's about six minutes long, six minutes, and it addresses the uh, this, uh, this this corporate de facto thing, and it says it very clearly. And very, very well, well said. Actually, um, I, I just don't know if any other way that it says it any other better, any better, any other way. Um, uh, how the United States was, was how we lost our republic, how we how we've been usurped into a de facto uh, corporation, state citizenship. So I'm going to play this real quick, and then I'll go to the phone boards. Anybody wants to talk? So six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press the number one. In six minutes, I'm going to play this. Everyone should listen to this. It's very important. Our state, the North Carolina American Republic, thanks you for your interest in state citizenship. We're excited to see growing numbers participating in the movement to reestablish and repopulate lawful states. It is important that you first educate yourself as to why and how our original state of North Carolina was reestablished, and it's vital that you understand both who we are and who we are not. In this video, we'll cover the historical and legal background, the consequences of unlawful states, and how you can become a state citizen and be part of the movement to reestablish lawful states. The reestablishing of our original state of North Carolina in 1997 was based upon the position that our state, meaning our constitution and form of government, as well as our people or body politic, was purportedly and unconstitutionally annulled and put into abeyance shortly after the Civil War by a series of legislative acts called the Reconstruction Acts. The Reconstruction Acts eliminated state citizenship and inverted American government creating a new national indefinite supremacy over all persons and things. Today we see fully nationalized states, all comprised of a nationalized, homogenous citizenry, whose protections and benefits, however defined, are determined at the national level and not strictly at the state level as they once were. The end game of Reconstruction was to compel the nationalization of citizenship through the 14th Amendment. As opposed to a readmission of the original states back into the Union, as many are taught, Reconstruction disenfranchised original state citizens and created new states for a nationalized citizen. Yeah. A new state of North Carolina entered the Union during this time, even though our original state was mm -hmm. still in yeah. law operation. Today, we're overwhelmed by time. branch consequences that stem from this root of nationalized citizenship and federally created states. Firstly, is the case of state sovereignty. States prior to the 1860s decided for their own political bodies where they stood on divisive and moral issues, and most at this time did stand on a religious foundation. Today, nationalized citizenship eliminates the liberty of states to choose their own destiny. For example, 
Roe v. Wade universally legalized abortion across the United States in 1973 based upon the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Stone v. Graham held that the display of the Ten Commandments was unconstitutional thanks to the 14th Amendment. And Abington School District v. Shemp held that school prayer was unconstitutional based upon the 14th Amendment. Another branch is the massive growth in the scale of the federal government. The CIA, FBI, IRS, the Department of Education, the Federal Reserve, Homeland Security, Patriot Act I, Patriot Act II, the Military Commissions Act, the NDAA, the EPA, and the NSA are just a few examples of the increase in the scope of the federal government since the 1860s. With the Civil War and Reconstruction combined, we find at least 15 distinct violations of the Constitution, which resulted in the purported annulment of 10 states of the American Union, including North Carolina, as well as the nationalization of every state, North and South. In 1997, a contingent of individuals living in North Carolina recognizing that violations of the Constitution create no law, together reestablished or reclaimed the original state of North Carolina, her constitution, and her system of government. The reestablished state was called the North Carolina American Republic to keep it distinct from the de facto state of North Carolina. The North Carolina American Republic, or NCAR, is composed of state citizens who are loyal to the maintenance and defense of our original lawful state. Our state convenes on a regular basis. It has a body politic, a government body, and a treasury. Citizens of our reestablished du jour state have taken the matter to court, in various cases, demanding that the de facto state of North Carolina prove its lawfulness. We highly encourage you to continue your study of the historical, political, and legal background of our reestablished state. This is the legal foundation upon which you will defend your citizenship status. To test your knowledge, we require all interested individuals to fill out and submit the in-depth questionnaire on our website as a prerequisite for obtaining a citizenship packet. By studying the reference materials and resources here on ncrepublic.org, as well as americasremedy.com, future citizens of our du jour state will be well educated on matters regarding the foundation of our state's reestablishment and will better understand who we are and who we are not. Becoming a citizen of the North Carolina American Republic is not a complicated process. However, it's not something... All right. Okay. Most of it, it pertains to all 50 states, really. It's just, you know, North Carolina, because that's the state I'm in. That's why I play that. But really, that's right there. Outlines it pretty much. I mean, it's self-explanatory, and everything thereafter is null and void. So everything, like I was talking about earlier, I was ranting and raving about, everything that we're talking about, these little things we're arguing about, is null and void. It's de facto. It's non-existent, and it really has no place in our discussions until we address the original issue at hand, and that is the creation of the uh, usurping the 13th Amendment and creating a 14th Amendment, which enslaved all of us. And that's a fact. And until we own up to it and, and say, hey, let's talk about that, and address that, there's no other conversation to have. None. Not one. So, it's up to you guys. You know? I mean, it's up to every listener out there 
what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and how they're going to re-inhabit their, their lawful du jour state. I mean, it's a fact. Do you like living like this? Do you like living with, like a slave? Do you like having your rights usurped? Do you like having privileges instead of rights? Then by all means, continue down this path. They'll usher us into a new world order and a World War III. Go ahead. Fight for it. You know? That by all means. There's nothing I, I can't make the people out there, you know, think one way or another. You know, all I can do is tell you the facts, and these are the facts, and that's historical facts. Those aren't my opinions. Those aren't something we just thought up that make us feel good. Those are facts. And as simple as that. Any comment on that, Alan? Um, yeah, actually. The, the, the problem I have is the fact that they have uh, put this, prepositioned it, okay, and a lot of people... Are, are missing the facts because at the time that they were doing it, there was a different um, language that was more common at that time. And um, the language was not straw man. And that's what we're actually talking about here. If, if you've ever heard of the so-called straw man theory, et cetera, it is not yes. a theory. I got a private what caller they actually here who wants to jump did, in here too, Alan. But go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I what just the, want what to they actually did was no, assign I'll, you I'll two different statuses. You have a dual status. And yes, when you walk into yes. court, they presume that you are a second status, the one that they created yes. under the 14th Amendment. So yes. when we're declaring our national uh, status, what we're actually doing is we're actually straightening it out because we do have this dual status. Uh, we are natural Okay, rather than a citizen, we're a natural. So yes. we are. We have a natural status that we were born here, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, obviously, we cannot be questioned here. Why? Because we are the original free people. So now this is still legally recognized. I discovered that many of these um, legislators and uh, representatives seem to also share that status meaning that it is so difficult to, in order to sit there and actually charge them under the statute. Yep. So it, it goes correct. both ways. Yep. All right, let's take the private caller here. Private caller, go ahead. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Alan. This is Robert Morningstar in New York. Thank you for inviting me to. Hi, I'm fine. I've been listening to you, and you're talking a lot of common sense. And that is how this country began. Thomas Paine funded the American Revolution with a pamphlet called Common Sense. Unfortunately, most Americans have lost it. I heard you talking about Maui, and I'd like to apprise you of certain uh, certain facts, uh, actually. As, uh, I've written four articles over the last month about the Maui Massacre. We're not calling this the Maui Wildfires anymore. That's the cover story. So I want to apprise you about certain facts. These are verifiable facts. Yeah, I just want to let Alan know. I had to mute you, Alan, because you got a lot of background noise. I'm hard, harder for me to hear the gentleman. So I just wanted to let you know, Alan, that's why I muted you. But go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, as I said, um, I also report, uh, Alan and I work together on WBOU. I make regular reports. I have my own programs on Revolution Radio on Sundays and Mondays. And it's called the Morning Star Report. So I, I'd like to give you this short synopsis. This was from yeah, the sure. second article. Okay. The governor, Josh Green, was out of state raising campaign funds on the mainland U.S. 
The, Miami, the Maui fire chief was in Colorado. The Maui director of health and emergency management was off-island on Oahu attending a regional meeting of FAA, excuse me, F, FEMA, F-E-M-A, FEMA, Pacific Partnership Disaster Response Officials. The most advanced siren warning system in the United States was not turned on. No fire emergency warning was issued to the residents of Lahaina. The schools were closed early and the children were sent home. Thousands of children are missing or unaccounted for, but so are many parents and hundreds of children may have perished. The latest report that I've gotten over the weekend, official report from the Maui Education Board, says that 2,025 children are missing. Electricity was left on. Water needed to fight the fires was turned off by the Maui Director of Water Resources. Why? The Hawaii Commission on Water Resource Management ignored official requests to divert water to Lahaina. The roads, the escape routes out of Lahaina were blocked by the police. On the orders of the chief of police, John Pelletier, you may remember his name, he was in charge of Las Vegas when the Las Vegas massacre occurred. And he covered up the fact that the attack on the concert was a distraction for an attempted assassination on the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who was staying in the suite directly below the floor where Stephen Paddock is supposedly uh, shot up the, the event. He went yep. from that disaster. He went from that disaster to be hired by Maui as the new chief of police. And he got oh, a Oh, wow, really? In- oh, yes, sir. And, and nobody asked. Listen, folks. Joseph has been making a lot of sense. America has been under attack for years, and people refuse to acknowledge it. Alan and I did a series of programs on how many railroad derailments occurred in this year, at least 16. The most important one happened in East Palestine, Ohio. And what they haven't told the people, they said there was a derailment and a spill of uh, vinyl chloride, but what they've hidden is that it was also carrying a tank of hexadane, one dash hexadane, and when that combined with the vinyl uh, chloride, it produced dioxin. The entire area of East Palestine has been contaminated with dioxin. Wow! It has it has seeped down to the water table and has spread east into Pennsylvania and west into Indiana, Illinois. And the government oh is keeping goodness. all of this secret. And this, listen, I have friends who are high up, good guys, as we call them, white hats in the Department of Defense. They told me that the toxicity that has been spilled in East Palestine is equal to five atom bombs and that the effects are going to unfold over the next five years. FEMA and the Ohio Emergency Management Agency has been hiding all of this from the people. We are under attack. We are under attack by enemies, external enemies, and internal enemies. The food supply has been attacked 
repeatedly across the country. I think it was in North Carolina uh, earlier in the year uh, where an airplane crashed into one of the biggest uh, poultry or egg uh, uh, manufacturing companies. I don't know if it was North North Carolina. I I, I don't remember hearing that, but it could be. You could be right. I've been fighting so many issues. I probably even missed that. Who knows? Yeah, it was earlier, and this is not reported. It's not reported in uh, the mainstream, lamestream Mockingbird Media News. Now, I call it, I dubbed it the Mockingbird Media about 10 years ago, and now people are starting to use the term. And the reason I use that term is that Operation Mockingbird was a CIA plan starting in the 1950s where they planted CIA operatives in every news station on television, broadcasting station. They planted reporters, they planted editors and managers of uh, boards of directors. And slowly they took over every organ of information. And the first great exercise of it was the JFK assassination. The JFK assassination brought into existence something that didn't exist before. And that was called pool reporting. All the reporters who were covering the assassination were forced to go to the Dallas Police Department to get their daily uh, brief of disinformation. Prior to that, reporters and police departments used to work together. They were sleuths. They were detectives. And when they had a hunch or they had a tip, they would share it with the police and the cops and the reporters would get the scoop and they would solve the crime. Well, Pool reporting created a funnel whereby the reporters would only get official disinformation, the uh, newspeak that the government wants you to believe. One of, the, one of my proudest contributions was debunking the Zapruder film of the JFK assassination. The Zapruder film is a mass hallucination of the JFK assassination. If one person watches it, it's an optical illusion. If many people watch it, it's a mass hallucination. A special system of psychology called Gestalt psychology, which I studied in college, it was one of my favorite topics when I got my degree from Fordham University in psychology. I was able to recognize in 1992 when I acquired the best copy of the Zapruder film that had ever been broadcast, when I played it in slow motion, I saw splice marks sliding by at least six or seven yes and it's not an ordinary splice mark it's a splice that cuts it and inserts a partial frame and the partial frame had let's just say one third on top and two thirds on the bottom followed by another frame that had two thirds on the top and one third on the bottom and that was basically using the golden mean the Fibonacci series you know the um, yeah yeah what nature So I recognized that and I started to expose the doctoring of the Zapruder film and I created an incredible, basically created a civil war inside the JFK community because the people who could see it supported me and the people who had a vested interest in their pet theories refused to accept it. Even though in Chicago, University of Chicago, 1992 and 93, I presented it, and I was showing them the splices. Now, these people who have a vested interest in their pet theory could not believe 
that they had been fooled for 30 years. And Mark Twain said, it's easier to fool a man than to convince him that he has been fooled. And your broadcast yeah. is so important, and I hope that people will listen to you. People are. I've been on for a long time now, brother. I've been on for a long time saying these things, you know. And you gain traction, you lose traction. It just seems like sometimes it's a never-ending battle, you know. Yeah, well, you're giving everyone a wake-up call, and I hope people will listen to you and listen to my words. And understand. Yeah, tell them again where you're from, because we got some new people that tuned in. Tell them a little bit of your background. Tell them a little bit about. Uh, uh, they want to know who you are, so okay. give them a little update who okay. you are and how they can get in touch with you. <clears throat> okay, I'm Robert Morningstar. I'm an investigative journalist and radio reporter. I report on Revolution Radio on Sundays and Mondays. I also publish the Morningstar Report newsletter on Substack, which you can access. RobertMorningStar.substack.com. Not hard to remember. All you have to remember is RobertMorningStar right. and Substack.com. But if you go there, <laughs> you're going to find out who really killed John F. Kennedy because the man has confessed. His name is James Files. And on my show on Easter Sunday, James Files confessed to being the shooter on the grassy knoll. He was in prison for 26 years and he had a religious conversion. And there is a book called Primary Target JFK, which tells his life story, how he was product of a U.S. Navy birthing program, which we now call Super Soldier Program, but that was going on yep. in 1942. Yep. And at the age of eight years old, he was taken from his uh, mother and sent to New York, to Montauk, New York, where he went to a camp called Camp Hero. And the things that James Files between the ages of 8 and 17 was learning was bomb making, assassination, knife throwing, how to kill people silently. He joined the oh, yeah. army in, at the age of 18 in 1959, and he was so adept at killing that the CIA sheep-dipped him from the 82nd Airborne Division and sent him to Vietnam to operate in a secret war called Operation White Star. And from there, they brought him back to the United States. They changed his name from James Sutton to James Files. They installed him with the Chicago Mafia. And he was a hitman for both the Chicago Mafia and the CIA. And when JFK stopped the invasion of Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis, CIA organized a kangaroo court-martial and they declared him a traitor, along with Robert Kennedy. They declared the death sentence upon him, and they called for his public execution. So they hired several assassination groups, including their own, a French Corsican assassination group. That's what they did to me. And, yep. And, they did it to me. I, was, I became president of the largest gang in the Northeast, actually, working for the government. And, and when they were done with me, they tried to assassinate me twice. Well, that's so. what that's happens, you know. Uh, let me tell you, a lot of people are really upset because they, they think the killers got away. Well, James Wilde didn't get away. He, he was set up and he was thrown in prison, federal prison, actually uh, Indiana State Prison, for 26 years. But the Corsican, let me tell you what happened to the Corsican assassins. They were lured sure. to be part of the JFK assassination teams, and four of them showed up in Dallas. 
the CIA, they pulled it off. It was organized uh, by the military. The on-site commander was an Air Force general named General Edward Lansdale. And the Corsicans, when the assassination was over, they were offered uh, a free transit by the CIA to Maryland, Baltimore specifically, so they, are, they could be flown to France. One of these Corsicans of the four said, no, I'm not going that way. I'm going to Mexico, and I'm going home on my own. The three Corsicans who went to Baltimore were killed by the CIA. They were dismembered, uh-huh. and their body parts were put in lobster pots that were dropped into Chesapeake Bay. And that's how they ended up. Uh, wow. Uh, this is the real story, the real history. I believe, oh, yeah. I I've have, heard bits and pieces of this. I yes. have a file. Yep. I'm working right now with a, a group of CIA operatives who were loyal Americans, and they were working in it in the CIA at the time that this happened. And they are, they find it a loathsome thing. The U.S. Marines are also supporting me because Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Oswald, because he didn't like being called Harvey, Lee Oswald was a hero. (laughs) They sacrificed his life. He was the patsy. And the U.S. Marines feel it as a stain on the U.S. Marine Corps that they set up a U.S. Marine to be the fall guy. So all of these facts published on robertmorningstar.substack.com and Alan and I uh, do broadcasts together on WBOU in the mornings and I thank you Joseph and I thank you Alan for giving me this opportunity to speak yeah, to you. Yeah, I've got a private Listen. caller here. I don't know who this is. He might have a question. I think he, I, I got a couple people from the military that call in here so let me see if I can get, get him on here uh, maybe just real quick if you don't mind. Private caller, go ahead. Uh, if I think I know who this is maybe. Private caller. Boy, Joe, I'm really sorry to get here earlier. This sounds really interesting. Uh, you were in Chicago uh, doing a. Re- What's your name again, sir? My name, Robert Morningstar. Oh, you might have heard me on WLS AM 890. I used to have a regular, semi regular Tom Rowe show. You know about him? On WLS AM 890 during that time? Right? I may have heard you. I've, I've been listening for a long time. I may have heard you. Uh, do you care to tell me about uh, your work? Or well, your, well or actually, like uh, I, I would, well, well, anyway, I was just, just making a reference to it because, you know, it was a very interesting time for me because I, I worked in Alan Key's campaign and later on on Jim Wilfred's editorial campaign. And I was very, became very disillusioned with the Republican Party as a result. But there was something your I wanted to going in and out, out Sarge. You're, you're having problems okay, with your well, phone so, real bad. So someone, how about this? Is this better? That yeah, good. I guess. Yep. Yeah, there was, there was something I always want to ask someone as, uh, you know, interesting. Now, everybody, well, not everybody, but many people know, there was almost a dust-up. I mean, coming to blows and who knows what else might include. Over the local authorities and the Secret Service, local authorities wanted to retain John Kennedy's body there in Dallas because at the time, there was no federal law regarding the assassination of the president. As far as the law goes, both federally and locally, John F. Kennedy's murder was a local affair to be handled by the local authorities in that county in Texas, and perhaps by extension with the state authorities, 
to whatever extent the law would allow them to be involved in it. But there almost came a point where they were getting ready to fight over possession of his body because the authorities in Texas wanted to retain his body to do normal investigator procedural work that uh, is normally done in a murder. Who's got the ambulance? Yeah, like it's probably Alan. It's probably Alan. He's been having a lot of now, background I, noise. Read, no, that, was read, that, that was New York. That was New York. That was you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've read an investigative uh, report that the uh, that the Zapruder uh, film was altered in order to coincide with the findings of the Warren report and the findings of the various investigative bodies as to how Kennedy was assassinated. And part of it was uh, a, a fraudulent autopsy done at the Bethesda Naval Center, which obviously was done in objection to the authorities conducting their own autopsy as any murders normally handled when it was done prior to them passing these federal laws. Have you heard anything about that, or do you have any comments? Yes, on I that? know. I know everything about it. I'm the man that proved that the Zapruder film is a total mass hallucination. But in, and since you brought up the autopsy, I want to tell you what really happened. They used the body double. None of the photographs that anyone has seen of so-called President Kennedy, I call it the Bethesda victim in Bethesda, that's not President Kennedy. That's Officer J.D. Tippett, who was supposedly killed by Oswald within an hour, 45 minutes after the assassination. Tippett was killed because he bore such a close resemblance to President Kennedy that they used to call him Jack and JFK, and Jack Ruby used to call him Mr. President. So they took his body, they assassinated him, they put one bullet through his head, they took his body, and they took his brain, they took his brain, which had been shot by one bullet to the head, and they gave that to the autopsist, and the autopsist, the three autopsists, Humes, Boswell, and Fink, had never done an autopsy before. And they took that brain and they said, this brain has been shot by one bullet through the head. And that was true. But everyone knows that there was only a half a brain left in President Kennedy's head because yeah. the right hemisphere is totally liquefied. So I tell people this is, this is one of the most heinous crimes in American history. And it led to a whole concatenation of crimes. The worst of them was if President Kennedy had lived, we would not have been bogged down in Vietnam. And the Gulf War, the Gulf of Tonkin, the World Trade Center attacks, the Maui fires, all of these are a long train of events that have happened because the JFK assassination was not justified, it was not solved, and the killers got away with it and grew stronger and stronger with every year, and they perfected their mind control techniques to befuddle and deceive the American people. The American people have to wake wow. up. They have to start looking around. I urge you to go to YouTube and look for my channel. I have um, a documentary called The Ultimate Secrets of the JFK Assassination, and it includes my expose of the Doctrine of the Zapruder film, and the use of Officer Tippett's body as the body double. And this was okay, attested now. to by Frank Sturgis, of all people, who was in on the assassination. Huh. Now, uh, how, how was the 
Then what was it that, who was, or what was in the limousine when the shots were fired that Jackie Kennedy responded to? And the witnesses said they saw the bullet impact. What was that, or who was that in the limousine in the back seat? Oh, that was John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was killed, but he was killed from shots to the back and the shoulder blades. He was shot in the head from the front and the back simultaneously. He was shot in the throat from the front. Basically, cis cheese was made of him, and from all angles. If they took that body and gave it to the autopsist, they would have said this man was shot from behind and from the oh, right okay. front. And from, you see? So yeah. Did the driver turn around and shoot Kennedy? Was, was the driver in no. on it, too? Did the driver no. turn around? He turned around, and he actually drew his gun, but he didn't shoot the president. Oh, okay. That, that's a, yeah, you know, that stop, came stop. from William, William Cooper. And that's one of the uh, mis, uh, misperceptions that resulted from their doctoring of the Zapruder film. If you study that section where the Secret Service man turns his head, looks back, and looks front, his head turns too fast for a human being right. to do it. Right. His head in one-eighteenth of a second, and then he turns his head back front in one-eighteenth of a second. It's a mass hallucination do not believe what you see in the Zapruder film. It is a sanitized version of a most horrible crime, and it is what the government wishes you to believe. It is not what really happened. So wow. with that, I'm going to conclude my comments. I yes. thank you very much for yes. calling in, and um, I hope I'll, I'll be on again sometime. And God Anytime. Bless you all. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime, sir. Thank you, and thank you, Alan, and thank you, Sergeant. For your question. Yeah, may I ask you one more question? One before you go? Sure. Yeah. What do you make of that dispute, or if it was a dispute, I don't know, between the Secret Service and the uh, local authorities in Texas over oh, yeah, the detention of John and his body? That was a fight. They were fighting over the body because the Secret Service was in on it. Listen, my friend, the Secret Service yep. was in on it, the FBI was in on it, the CIA was in it. The Department of Defense was in it. They had meetings from March of 1963 through November 14th, and I have the schedule of all the meetings and all the people who attended. The assassination was set up by James James Jesus Angleton, was the chief of counterintelligence of the CIA. Robert Trumbull Crowley was the director of clandestine affairs. Alan Dulles. Uh, the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Head of the Secret Service, the Assistant Director of the FBI, they were all in on it. And that's the truth. And well, thank you. You get more. Thank you so much. November. Thank you. And I said, again, all right, I say, take God care. bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, bye. Great interview. Well, Great interview there. <laughs> yeah, Sarge, you came in late. You missed it good. He, came, he yeah, started out go with back a blade. Yeah, I'm going to back and catch the show in archives <laughs> hear what I missed. Now, I'm not saying I'm yeah. ready to go for all of it yet. But you know me, I keep an open mind, and I want to uh, hear yeah. the whole thing. And then I'll, I'll sure. do a little uh, research, independent research into it myself. Sure, sure. He did. He did. He's awesome, awesome, awesome uh, interview there. I just did, and uh, you know, it's good to have someone like that come on. I didn't know he was going to give so such a bombshell like that. I thought, you know, <laughs> you never know who calls into this show. <laughs> well, you know? look, look, you you have heard, uh, you know, the recent uh, report by the Secret Service agent 
who's with John F. Kennedy on the day of assassination, he broke his silence about the magic bullet theory, and he's saying there was more than one shooter. Have you heard what he said? Paul Landis, an 88-year-old former Secret Service agent. You hear what he said? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, this guy that was just on, Sarge, he interviewed the guy who killed Kennedy. He interviewed him on uh, Easter Sunday of last year. He interviewed him, he, the, the guy who, who, who shot and killed John F. Kennedy. He, was, he did 26 years in prison, and uh, he was the guy who actually killed Kennedy. Well, I mean, everyone had a hand in it, these people, all the people that he named, but he was actually the main guy that did it. And, and, he, and, he, and he talks about how his career, how the CIA molded him from the age of eight years old, and he was taken from his mother. He was put, and then he went. And he infiltrated the mafia, and how he went to prison. Just like my case, the same thing that happened to me, where they took me and they had me infiltrate the gangs, and and it was the same kind of scenario. And that's what they do. And they trained them, and they showed them what to do, and 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 that's what they did with me when I infiltrated the gang. I mean, they they. There's not a lot of detail in the book about that, but that's how they 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 helped me and taught me what to do, you know, and how to get in there. And, and become the president of the largest gang in the Northeast. You know, I mean, <laughs> so these people are dirty. They're dirty. They're dirty. I mean, well, it's, it's along corruption. With, well, along with what you just said, this agent Landis says that the bullet didn't it hit Connolly. He said what he said was the bullet actually exited Kennedy in the Continental and that he took the bullet that had exited uh, Kennedy and put it on uh, the, the, the uh, uh, President Kennedy's stretcher, and he says that bullet might have rolled on a Connolly stretcher, and then they attributed that bullet to having exited Connolly, which kind of shows yeah. that uh, Landis' claim, in other words, shows that Lee Harvey Oswald probably or might not have been the only shooter that day. Yep. This guy's legitimate. Anybody who wants to know, this guy's legit. He's a special investigative reporter. He's legit. Uh, I got a bunch of callers here who who uh, want to queue in here on this, so let's bring him on. Let's bring on Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Hello, people. I just got here. I'm hearing Sarge talk about what I assume is the Kennedy assassination. So, you missed it. Um, oh, you missed it. I investigative I missed reporter. It. <laughs> oh, yeah? The guy who was the Because I'm a catcher yep. in archives, too, Joe. I missed a lot of it, too. Yep. Investigative <laughs> reporter who, who investigated the Kennedy shooting and interviewed the guy who assassinated Kennedy. Ah. You know what, George? Yep. You were talking about the bullet. I was reading a book uh, many years ago, and they were talking about how the, how the, uh, the people were so stupid inside the hospital. They actually took a pristine bullet and put it on the gurney that JFK was on. And then people actually believe that that was a bullet that actually went either through Conley or through uh, JFK. And it was a pristine bullet, no markings whatsoever on it. You know, nothing that came from the barrel. So, uh, yeah, know, it was, we, we've... yeah, it was so Go pristine. Go back in the archive and listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, it was so pristine, it would be very easy to match the striation marks on it to a one Mannlicher-Carcano rifle that they said was Lee Harvey Oswald. That's why it was so pristine. It's very easy to make a uh, ballistic match to a particular weapon. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it is. I, I mean, I'm saying if you have a pristine bullet 
and you got the, what is allegedly the murder weapon. I mean, you can make a comparison between the two, the, the, the striation marks on the barrel and the striation marks on the bullet. And if they match, then you have the weapon yep, that yep, was we alleged to yep. have killed Kennedy. But that would be yeah. if you set everything up to look that way. Yes. And nothing, right, is better to make a, nothing yeah. is better to make a match than a pristine bullet. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, a pristine yeah, bullet to me. Now. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. means to me that it um, that it wasn't shot. That it, you know, if it was shot, it had to have been no, shot. No, it was shot. It was shot. Because, it has to be shot to leave the rifling marks on the bullet. Yeah. So it was That's shot. What I mean. it's, no it's, like, it's like what an examiner it does. We think. When he fires into a, a tank of water, into a big wad of cotton, and he recovers the pristine bullet that he just shot, and then he matches it up to the weapon. Oh, yeah, now I understand. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, that's something shot. they do inside that's the crime shot. lab. But, but the pristine bullet that I'm talking about, which they, which I read that they claimed it was, was that it was, the, it was a bullet that they retrieved from the, uh, from the car, from the, uh, from the shoulder of uh, Conley or yeah, from Conley. Uh, the bullet. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, so, listen, it, guys, so I got a bunch of people. Guys, guys, just want to let everyone know, I see all you guys with your hand up, okay? I'm going to get to you one one by one, I promise, okay? Pianca's next, but go ahead, Joe. Okay, so that if a bullet is shot from the gun and hits anything except cotton or anything inside a crime lab, that has to be some kind of splintering on the bullet head. But there was no splintering at all. It was just like it was as though it was taken out of the um, out of the box. Yeah, well... There's another explanation, too, and that is now, a high-velocity bullet, like would be fired out of a full-power rifle, like the Mandela Kakarano, which fires a 6.8-millimeter full-power rifle bullet. If it doesn't hit anything hard, it only hits soft flesh, it's not going to leave too many. It, will, it could pass through pristine if it doesn't hit bone. But they're saying it did hit bone going through collar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so funky about it. Because, you know, right. the human body, as far as the bullet is concerned, the soft flesh of a human body has got the resistance of a tomato. So, I mean, it's got, it's got a high-velocity bullet. It can go through easily without leaving any damage to the bullet. Okay. I've seen it. All right. But I'm simply okay. saying that what they are saying, all the uh, circumulations that this bullet is supposed to be, and then come out in pristine condition, that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yep. No, right. All right, let me, all right. Let's bring on Bianchi. Go ahead, Bianchi. Well, you know, uh, I always have a fascination for names, and he made mention of Alan Dules. Alan Dules was yep. responsible for the assassination, the killing of <laughs> Patrice Lumumba of the Congo. Alan Dules and Frank LaRusso. So I recognize those names. They're good at this the, stuff. The, and he's the one that was well, spent 24, 26 years in prison, correct? I don't, I don't know. No, Alan Dulles, like never, Kermit, Alan Dulles was never sentenced to prison. All right, the guy that killed just Kennedy like was the guy Roosevelt, that, I forgot his name. The, just they like Kermit Roosevelt was, was... Yeah, like Kermit <laughs> Roosevelt was working with... Those that removed the Shah of Iran out of Iran. So, you know, those names keep popping up and, and you yeah, associate them with what's the newest combination. Did you know that, uh, Sarge? 
And not only that, don't forget Ngo Dinh Diem, the prime minister of South Vietnam, who was assassinated when he wasn't going along with the American uh, uh, plan in Vietnam. Now, not to say there were, there were people who had to set up the South Vietnamese generals who had to set up to do it, or CIA and the American government stood by knowing they were going to do it, and it upset President Kennedy very much. Why was the big deal over Vietnam? What was this, just such the big deal over that country? I mean, why? You know, such a big ordeal. For what reason? You know, I mean, really, well, there's nothing in you this. You've got to look at the context of the Cold War at the time. Now, they had postulated a theory that um, after, since the fall of China, that the communists were looking to make Southeast Asia their next target. And by Southeast Asia, we're talking about Malaysia, Indonesia, um, of course, Vietnam, all the countries in that region were going to fall like dominoes. That they call it a domino theory. And they yeah. saw Vietnam as a linchpin to prevent that from happening. So that's why they set up the Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, which was modeled along the lines of NATO to prevent that from happening. Gotcha. And, of course, gotcha. South Vietnam was a member of it. So, that's basically the gen. That's an oversimplification. That's basically the gen. Yeah, that that is the propaganda that uh, Johnson had put out in the um, in the media, when in reality yeah. it's just it's nothing more than just um, um, an example of, of Bradley's book, um, "War's a Racket." Bullshit. <laughs> it just made the, <laughs> it just made the it just made the contractors rich, and it expanded American imperialism. Well, at the same time, preventing communist imperialism, trying to prevent communist imperialism, which was trying to prevent American imperialism. Yeah, correct. I'll tell you one thing, though. Kennedy was really pissed about them them letting him be assassinated because he said he definitely didn't expect that to happen, even against Diem. And he was very upset. Remember, Diem was assassinated a month before Kennedy was. And Kennedy was going to have heads were going to roll in the government over the assassination of Diem. The American officials he thought were either responsible for it or stood by and allowed it to happen without letting him know what they were exactly what they were going to do. These South Vietnamese generals who introduced the coup. Yeah, yeah, remember, you're right. There was right. a whole succession of coups during that time period. You had a whole succession of leaders taking over South Vietnam. It was absolute chaos in the government of South Vietnam from about 1962 to 1960. Let me bring on Alan, Sarge. Let me bring on Alan for get Alan in here. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, I'm here. Um, actually, you guys have been covering some stuff. There's a few details I had forgotten or didn't realize. <laughs> I, I've been just kicking back enjoying this. All right. I'm glad to see. Yeah. I'm glad to see people. You know, there's enough people that actually have actually seen these things and uh, talk openly about it now. The question is whether or yeah. not we can maintain that and spread that. Because well, until yeah. we start, you know, applying science instead of at the speed of science, you know, maybe we'll get somewhere. Mm. Good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, sure. You know, but again, look at, look at September 11th. I wanted to ask him his opinion on September 11th before he went, but Sarge kind of 
cut me off there, so I wanted to get his you know thoughts on you know what did he have any since he's an investigative journalist and you know, I'm sure he's got to look had to look into that. You know, oh, that would have been a better question. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Sarge kept cutting me off. You know, Sarge. Once he gets going, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> But don't you think, though, that I think I really think that dispute between the civil service and the Texas authorities over retaining John F. Kennedy's body was critical to what he is saying, because they were able to get the body away from the people in Texas who would have also done their own autopsy. Sure, sure. No, no I, I agree put with that you. But yeah, but they said no. We're taking his body back, even though they were obstructing justice in Texas. The Secret Service was obstructing justice in Texas because at the time yeah, right. it was a yeah. local murder. They had the jurisdiction, not the federal government. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right. You know, I think it's a key Joe, question. Somebody that, ought to answer it. You yeah. should play that skit that Byron Donalds out of Florida had just made regarding this impeachment against Joe Biden. He names about 16 different companies that Joe Biden and the Biden family is affiliated in. And if that's really? not good enough, the only reason why you have that many companies with different names, well, you know something is up. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You're right, and that's got to be there. Let me bring Cave on, another person we can't barely hear when he talks. So let's bring Cave on. <laughs> <laughs> These guys with broken phones. Go ahead, Cave. <laughs> Yeah, everybody must be borrowing my phone then. Cave <laughs> <laughs> or, or two three four? Who's two three four? Two three four. I had to unmute it. I'm unmuted now, oh. so you can hear me clear as day, like like wine on water. All right, go ahead. You got four. <laughs> hey, you guys are talking about the Kennedy assassination. I think it was about two years ago. I watched a a new documentary, and I think who Jim Fetzer is. He's a he's a uh, a journalist. He's, he's got a, his own show on Bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's big into the uh, Kennedy thing. I think he's affiliated with this. But you know, you mentioned Joe, the eight year old kid that was in jail. Now that yeah. I watched the, the actual video that these guys that the one the documentary I'm talking about had nine I think it was nine different shooters in places ranging from the mob to any, you, there were so many of them. They were going to make a, a kill shot regardless. But that kid yeah. was in the gutter and down in the sewer, and the CIA supposedly had taken him down there and told him there's going to be a car that stops right here in front of you. That, that video we all see, this, the, what do you call it, the, uh, the, the, Zooter, the Zooter films? The Pruder. Yeah, the that's Pruder. fake, though. The Pruder, the Pruder. They're, that Pruder film, they can now tell that that's been uh, altered. It actually, yes. they showed yeah. that, the, that that got that car stopped. It made a complete stop, and the, the actual agents weren't even with the car. They stopped three, three or like a half a block back, and then you see them running up to catch up and, and then jump off. That's as the car came That kid took that shot. That's been sliced up. The Zubrita film. The Zubrita film has been sliced up. Yeah. Yes, yes. And for the longest time, they couldn't figure out, you know, if they didn't have the technology, I think, to figure out, or they didn't want to bring that up. Because George Bush Sr
They got his. They got him standing there in in Dolph's life. Oh yeah. Going right to the bookstore. It's it's insane. But I couldn't believe that when I they, thought they are everybody looked at the grassy knoll. You know, they all looked towards the grassy knoll because the echo from that gun and they reenacted it when that kid shot that. I can't believe that. And that little kid, they, 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 they sitting on a bucket. He had a bunch of crackers and shit, waiting. <laughs> brain, I mean, brain was a young Cuban kid. The animal crackers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when this was black limo rolls up, just start taking pop shots at it. It sounds like today in Akron, Ohio. If you get a kid a gun, go loose. Turn him loose. Holy wow. shit. But I yeah. know they had, like, what a crazy day that must have been, huh? Oh what crazy day! I wasn't alive back then, so I don't know what the mood of the country know? was. What was it like? Oh, well, I was alive. Oh my God, man! Oh, oh, oh boy, I was alive back what was it like, then, Joe? and um, it was turmoil. Sad. I mean, no matter if <laughs> it, it, no matter if you didn't like the Democrats, Republicans, if you didn't think Kennedy was appropriate for the presidency because of his Catholic affiliation, everybody was sorrowful mm-hmm. and sad. But didn't oh, realize, yeah. or at least he had made at least five enemies that had the power to kill him, and had the desire and motivation to do so. And it was wow. it was it was, ter- it was a sad it was a sad sad uh, part of history, and everybody everybody was together. Mm. Yeah, I remember the day that happened. I was in school, and it was just like the same sort of feeling of nine eleven. The whole nation was mourning. They sent us home from school. After they made the announcement, I mean, I mean, the really in the country was palpable. It was like a fog. You have no idea what mm-hmm. it was like for most people unless you lived it. You walked in the street and people were walking down the street sobbing. I mean, mm-hmm. dozens mm-hmm. of. It was like a well, at least identical to 9/11. I swear to God, it was. Mm-hmm. Well, that leads me to Martin Luther King. How was the mood of the country there? I mean, obviously, it was, it was more angry than that. I mean, uh, with, with really? John F. Kennedy, with the collective grief, with Martin Luther King, you had rage and anger boiling up in all the wow. black okay. neighborhoods across the country. You had riots in Chicago. You had riots in Washington, D.C. You had riots in Philadelphia, in Detroit. You had riots all over. That didn't happen with Kennedy. It was just one big collective national grief and mourning. And sadness. And I remember, uh, yeah, and I remember where I was, and everybody who was alive then remembers where they was, and I remember telling my teachers at the time, Kennedy got shot. Kennedy got shot, and nobody believed me. Really? Yeah. Really? Somebody, mean, asked chat, somebody asked in the chat room. Somebody asked in the chat room, what would you think? Would... What would you think if, like today, if Obama or Joe was shot like that? What would happen? I say celebration. Oh. There'll be a lot of Kleenex boxes left on the shelf. There'll be a lot of Kleenex boxes left. <laughs> you know, Operation Northwood, you guys know about that, I'm sure. You know, the, the false flag, basically the beginning of false flags with that Operation Northwood, where they were going to stage an airliner oh, yeah, to be yeah, shot yeah. down. Oh, yeah, and, and, and Kennedy was infuriated over that. He said, you can't do that. And I mean, like you said, he pissed off Papa. He had traffic. He pissed, pissed off. off. Oh my God. Man. And they called it. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Go but ahead. you yeah. know another thing too. Uh, 
you got to mention that all blacks wasn't sentimental to, to Martin Luther King, especially when you came up north. No. And we had a group of black preachers in St. Louis, uh, Reverend Packnett, the Nances, uh, the Clergy Coalition, <laughs> what little there was at that time. They didn't want clean coming in the St. Louis area. Hey, Pianchi, I got yeah. a question to ask you. St. Louis, my, I'm, my family's from Eureka. Now, I just watched Jeff uh, Hawley in Congress. They passed some uh, legislation, apparently, that you guys there, and I'm not sure exactly what uh, is in the city, uh, about the nuclear, uh, the water and shit. Did you hear about well, that? That's out of the wells and streams. And your family stay out by Six Flags out in Eureka, Missouri. But uh, there was a contaminated dump from Monsanto that went on during World War II. Uh, not Monsanto, but I can't think of the name of the company. It's a chemical company there on uh, Broadway. Mallinckrodt. Mallinckrodt Chemical. That's yeah, it. you're right. Yep. Is that is that anything huh. related to what happened in Detroit with their water? No, that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole different thing. No, Flint, Michigan, yeah. no. That was fluoride. Oh, yeah, Detroit, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, so Jeff Howley's was crucifying this guy in Congress about... It, it sure seems what like the heck is with the noise, everybody? Jeez. I don't know. Uh, sound like, yeah, it sounds like the beginning of Michael Jackson's Every thriller. show, every show. Everybody's podcast. <laughs> people with the background noises. People don't understand, man. When we have to edit these shows, it's terrible. You know, I mean, you you have no show left. I that show from last night, I had to erase the whole thing. It was just all terrible. I mean, by the time I got done editing, there was nothing left. You know? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's terrible. That's why I'm slow to respond to you a lot of times, Joe, because I double mute my phone when I'm not talking. Yeah. Well, you're there. Yeah. You're there, and I'm not even answering. I got to do two on mute to make sure you don't have yeah. background noise. Yeah. No, people don't understand. Even when you're on a phone or a headset, headsets are the worst because it, it picks up your breathing and everything. I mean, it's just really, you know, if you don't understand lag time either, it's just it's really bad, really bad. I mean, you know, because it's hard to mute these shows. I mean, those hosts out there, everyone that's a host, they understand what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. very difficult. Of course, but, but most anyway. of them are using a, a sure mic and stuff. You know, they got a good mic, most of them, too, or a soundproof area or whatever they're doing. Well, yeah. I mean, if we were in a studio, if, if we ever went to nationalized, I mean, where we had sponsors and everything, I, I well, there's no way we could do this with background noise. We'd get, you know, they'd shut us down. You know, <laughs> it's terrible. But anyway, uh, sometimes people got to go in the basement to bury bodies, so that causes background noise. That's what Lorraine says. Well, I mean, Lorraine. <laughs> well, you know, another thing, too, when you talk about the things that went on to John F. Kennedy and so on, all you, what we're looking at is you got some elements within the United States government that's pimping the U.S. And it really mm-hmm. never stops. And now it you got not stop. black representatives like Hakeem Jeffries compared to a Byron Donald. I've been and telling you that these folks are not the same. Wow. Very true. And it hasn't stopped. He's right. Very true. I mean, we're watching. I bet you if you put a, a play-by-play video and watch what went on for like 
10 years in that span of time, what we've went through in the last five to 10 years, it's pretty damn comparable with all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right, Dave. Yeah, you're correct. Well, everybody, uh, I mean, pretty much, covered, pretty much covered everything that I wanted to talk about here. Tonight. We got enough here for closing thoughts, everybody, to, uh, I mean, time permitting and whatnot. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we'll start at the top there. Uh, who, who, who was my first caller tonight? Uh, it was Alan. Alan, you're my first caller tonight. Alan. That's right. Alan? Talk to talk to us, man. Talk to us. Talk to us about the home network and everything, and let, give us a, some, the rundown. Give us the skippy. Talk, <laughs> talk to me, Goose. <laughs> yeah, I had to unmute myself. Um, yeah, no, uh, homenetwork.tv, uh, we have uh, five uh, channels and a feature channel over there. Uh, right now, uh, let's see. Uh, we have regular television uh, programming over there as well, if you uh, go over there. On the weekends, we have... Um, UFO documentaries, one after the other, and uh, we've been working with that for well, maybe about three or four months now that we've had all the servers and everything up. Uh, we also have uh, streamlife.tube, streamlife.tv that provides a lot of the services for our online needs. Um, you know, and then I work with uh, WBOU, of course, uh, 106.9 FM. I've been an investigative reporter for maybe about 40 years my father oh, was another uh, investigative reporter <laughs> oh yes <laughs> well, boy well the thing of it is uh, the reporter part a lot of times it was investigation never really gotten reported my father was a private investigator and worked a lot of times with the fpc so uh things like um well pinhole cameras at the um, at the motel uh to uh arrest prostitutes that were using channel nine back in the day uh-huh in order to make tricks on, you know, at the truck stops and stuff. So uh, we worked with the police and set up pinhole cameras and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it never really made the news except the people that got arrested. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, and then my father was also an expert with the FCC and a, a consultant with the FCC. And so uh, he was the editor of uh, CD American Magazine. So uh, combining all those things, occasionally the press – and the investigations crossed, but um, it was after that that uh, I actually started getting into the investigation and becoming part of those crews. So I, I've All enjoyed right. it. Um, it exposes, you know, the fallacies that man really has. Um, I've thought about it many times. You know, uh, you teach a child that every morning that you wake up, you smash your left hand, uh, your left foot with a hammer. And you teach that child that throughout its life, and boy, is it going to be happy when he turns 18 and be able to smash his right foot with a hammer. For some <laughs> reason, these things make sense, you know. And um, we, That's not we do nice. our best as a, you know, species <laughs> in order to stop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Well, how can they get a hold of you? How can we find you on Home Network? Come on. Well, at homenetwork.tv, it's the actual URL's uh, .tv, not dot com or anything like that uh you can get a hold of me at wicked development uh yahoo.com and that's all one word no space in between and uh also uh if i can uh, i'll mention uh, beyond undisclosed it's a uh, documentary series uh a bunch of shorts uh that i'm working with with uh robert morningstar okay so uh right. we're doing that and then we're also uh, uh, trying to gather enough content in order to go syndicated in four-hour sweeps so we can do major swaps with some 
rather larger radio stations. So we're hoping right. to get that done, too. All right. Good, good, good. All right, Joey. How about Joey? You get some closing thoughts there. Go ahead, Joe. You still there? He's going to unmute himself, maybe. Joey? Quit playing with tapes in the background. Joe, you out there? Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have any final thoughts here tonight. Maybe some advice to any of us, Joe? Maybe? No. All right, Sarge. Go ahead, Sarge. Talk to us. Yell at us. Well, uh, yeah, I think we can all agree that uh, John F. Kennedy definitely ruffled the feathers, to say the very least, of a lot of folks in the deep state, the nascent deep state that was really just beginning to gather steam at that time. I mean, really big. It was already big, but it started to really get big around the time of John F. Kennedy's administration. And uh, there's certainly a lot of questions about the assassination that are left unanswered. But I got a little bit of good news for you, some hopeful signs. And that is uh, the Attorney General of New Mexico, Raul Torres, wrote a letter to that tyrant, Grisham, that his office will not defend her administration and lawsuits that have been filed against her gunman. Now, can you imagine that? Because it is the Attorney General's job to defend the government he when has they get to. sued. He has to. But, he has to. Well, go. normally he does, but not in things that are unconstitutional, he doesn't. This order was no. unconstitutional. So he doesn't yeah. feel he's I got mean, the obligation to defend her. And if he doesn't, she got to come out of her own pocket to defend herself against these lawsuits. Well, she has that qualified immunity then, doesn't she? It could you know be, but I mean? we'll see. But this is what he yeah, said. Yeah, we'll he see. Said, Another systematic what... gridlock crap, you know. <laughs> so this is what he said. I do not believe this executive order passes constitutional must muster, and he's a Democrat. And I got a treat for everybody here in a couple minutes, so I'll just figure I'll wrap it up tonight with a treat, you know what I mean? So, Bianchi, go ahead. Well, there's a lot of things that go on. Sarge, I can't think of the name of the, the Secretary of Commerce who's on a plane that in, 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 uh, in low visibility of weather that flew into the mountains. Ron uh, Brown. Brown. Um, Ron Brown. Yeah. Ron Brown, yeah, that's it. Well, what happened there is that they were flying on instrument in the transponder that the plane was was centering in on. The original one was cut off, and it had to be the CIA that put an alternative transform on the mountain. So they flew dead into the damn mountain. And there's another time when George Bush Sr. was supposed to take a plane, I don't know, out of Venezuela or to Venezuela, and that sucker done basically the same thing, but he wasn't on it. So this stuff really? goes on and on. Yes, sir. This stuff huh. goes on and on. And what you have is a shuffling for people to position themselves to pimp out the United States. And a lot of it is right. in these agencies, whether it's the FBI, alcohol, firearm, tobacco, the EPA, the IRS, these bureaucrats, are just crazy. They need to be stopped. But it's hard That's to right. do that stuff. It is. So, so, and really now is. what we're witnessing, we're witnessing an all-out onslaught. It's coming from all directions, whether it's your kids, whether it's these fruits that's dressed up like clowns. It's coming from all directions, and we got to fight it. Yeah. And got to stop yeah. playing around. 
We got to fight it as if it was a tiger trying to bite out your throat. There you go, Bianca. You're absolutely right, man. (laughs) You say some good stuff sometimes. Go go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. You know, Bianca brings a good point that the the three-letter agencies are behind most of this stuff. I'm going to throw another name in there. There's someone that was assassinated. Nobody talks about because it was, and it was directly involved with Big Pharma, and that's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was killed. He had a, a helicopter crash that they are now saying is it's absolutely bizarre because he was supposed to testify the following week against somebody, one of those big uh, pharmaceutical companies out of Canada, had something to do with his his kids, and he was going to expose some serious shit. Well. Kobe Bryant got himself into trouble young and got married to someone that was involved in the, uh, the deep state a little farther, I think, than he ever, ever found out about it. But they took him out as well. And huh. these, these people, we can't have, if you look at everything, we can't have congressmen, anybody in politics that has dual citizenship, number one. You have to have your loyalty to this country or you're not, you shouldn't be there. Number two, you cannot cannot be a foreigner. I'm a firm believer that if, and I'm even thinking to the point of saying, if you haven't been in the military, you should have no part in commanding the military at the highest level. I don't give a shit because there's something there that I saw in my father and I never got to experience that I saw in my father and my grandfather and all my uncles, all in the Marine Corps, that there are different People, when there's something, when there's something that needs to be done, constructive, under control, and with authority, that happens. Where now we have this fucking potato head puppet in office, and has no they're draft dodgers, ninety percent of them, every one of them, and it's sad because I watched it like the what's her name from Somalia that that's got the you know they get up there and they call us. Americans, soil-born, everything here are, we're the terrorists. We're the domestic terrorists. Well, what the fuck do you think the Somalians are doing? You know, these people, they, they ship in 120,000 people in Minnesota, and then they, they turn them loose. They run, a, run amok there, and they take over that whole town. You see how that works out over there? They burn everything down. But it's, we've let people be, come to power that shouldn't be there, number one, and we, they think they have more power than they do. We just need to tell them to, hey, guess what? You're going to resign Monday morning. I want you to sit on my desk Monday morning, or we're coming there and we're taking you out by your fucking hair. That's all there is to it. Can't do that. You're going to go to It says so in the Constitution. Nope. You can take wall, back take. your country. It's not against the law. To remove a tyrannical government is not against the law. Maybe, maybe we're not the under the Constitution. Law. Hey, under the laws of the people that we're trying to remove at the other place, then it's against the law. And if you don't think otherwise, then we're doing this all for nothing. Sorry. Because I mean, uh, exactly, Dave, right? You, 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 got, right? you can't do that, though. You can't do that, Dave. You can't. You just That's can't, man. That's exactly how this country was founded. You can't do it. It was done Sorry, here. But Dave, but Dave. Dave, no we're under different circumstances today, Dave. We're not no, we're under not. the same circumstances. The same circu- we are under the very, very same circumstances. We're under a tyrannical government. I'm talking about as no far attention. as the settings of, Dave, I'm talking about as far as the settings of the, 
society and the political makeup of the way but we're formed right no, now in society. Listen, it's no different than what went on back then. It was just, just another level. It's just as extreme because it, it time went by. And the tyranny is the same, yes. The tyranny yes. is the same, yes. You have to deal with it the same way. There's only one way that these people, this, this, this cabal, this whole thing that's been traveling around the world, 109 countries have banned them. They've they will crush us, Dave. They will crush us. But, 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 but here's no, the thing. Oh, you got you to gotta remember this, though. You've got to remember this. Look, the, the Declaration of Independence is an homage to the natural law right of rebellion. It's right there in the Declaration. It says so. You're right about that. Here's the problem, though. They didn't expect to make that declaration without consequences. They knew what they were right. in store. When they bought up their natural law right of rebellion, that meant they were traitors right. to the crown, and the crown was going to bring the full weight of the British Empire down on them to destroy them. That's what you also 100%. have to acknowledge, too. You have a natural law right, right of rebellion, and you've got to expect the consequences by the tyrants right. when they respond to it. And that's exactly why they sit in Washington, D.C., in a protected state, because they have no laws that they answer to, but yet they'll write them all for us. That's what I'm saying, Joe. They have got to be removed. The people have to understand well, that. You know, they're they're scared. That, but that's why they did. They've implemented this whole situation with the COVID. They lock you down, and they feed you this bullshit. They, they get everybody scared, 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 scared. They're going to lock you up. They're going to lock you up. Well, I'll tell you what. The fucking jails are over full as it is right now. Everybody's overcrowded. Where the fuck are they going to put all of us if they, we go take these people? And and I'm not scared. I can guarantee you that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell the rest of the people that. I think, you know, I think Joe knows what it's like to get dropped up. So. <laughs> how many of the founders, Sarge, how many of the founders that signed the declaration, how many of them was hunted down, caught, tortured, I don't know if they had water back in the day. Something, something like about 30 or 28 or 30 had really adverse consequences as a result of the signing yeah. the declaration. The family said yeah, they were right. Right. Well, hell, so some of them were called London they, and some of them were Freemasons or evil. You well, may not want I don't to, know about that, that you know, Freemason stuff there, Dave. Look, you, may not want to gravitate, you may not want to gravitate to what Dave is talking about. But what happens when all alternatives don't work? Yeah, what? That's what we're that's talking what about. That's exactly what I'm saying. We've come to a point where we've tried to do the, we're going to do it peacefully, you know, protest and do the thing lawfully, like Mike from uh, Big Virus Hoax always said. But you know what? There comes a point when you try to go change what's killing us. You've got to stop it, and there's only one way to do it, because you're not going to go off into their court, under their system, and change a goddamn thing unless you drag them out right, by the goddamn head. Tape, I'm, tape. Not saying, I'm not All saying right. kill them. I'm not saying kill them. I'm I know, Tate. Hang on. And hold them accountable. Hang on, Tate. Let me court. make this phone call right here. I, I just got to, you know, I like to demonstrate the, the, uh, the um, apathy of America here. Let's see here. All right? Just hang on. Oh, you got awful quiet now. Yeah. Um, shit, I couldn't hear a mouth fart. Hey. That's uh, uh, ringing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just so you know, uh, five of the signers of the Declaration were captured uh, British and got tortured as traitors. 
Nine fought in the war and died the from ringing. the disease. Yeah, that sucks. No, it wasn't the answered. Was All coming. right, hang on. I got another one. Guys, I'm trying to make a phone call. Two of them had their sons killed in the war, and two others had sons captured, and at least a dozen out of the 56 had their homes pillaged and burned. So you can see the signers of the Declaration knew they were in for the shit, and they That's, suffered yep. for it. But I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, just be aware, it's going to be consequences. Right. And if you're prepared yeah, to bear like the consequences, czar. then that's what you got to do. Just like yeah. that czar in Russia, when the Bolshevik army, they, they sent them guys over there, and they, they slaughtered his whole damn family that was the ruler of Russia at the time. And it was over the Bolshevik, and that's what started the, what the homo, I don't know how you say that, homodor? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, but you're right, Sarge, there's going to be consequences. But you know what, though? Are we not suffering extreme consequences now? Uh, what, no. when, when is the line drawn that it's acceptable? Uh, hey, the I'm line's not, been drawn. The line's been drawn already for you. a long time. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that uh, oh, I know we, get, we better yeah. know what we're doing when we do it. When we do right. it, we better be prepared right. to do it and go the whole hog. Exactly. A, There's no turning to, back now. Yeah, you yeah. have to understand that. No, you know, right. when that's when that when that. Dance, God forbid that does happen, which I do not condone that. I'm letting you know that right that now. Either. You know? I don't either. So let me make it very clear. Let me make it very clear when I say drag him out by the hair. I'm not saying drag him out and kill him. I'm saying I and I've said this from the beginning. I think the military should step in and have a tribunal for him. That, no, me, that's the way no, it happens. No, yes, because then it's no, you back can't to have us. the military come in here and do that. You can't do that. You violate the Constitution, Dave. You're violating the Constitution. No. Dave. You're no, violating the Constitution. No, yes, you are. Look at the law of war manual. Look at the law of war manual, Joe. Dave, you're violating the Constitution. You can't do that. Sorry, is he violating the Constitution? We are not under. We are not under an active constitution now. Under a corporation, you just said that. Yes, well, now we're under a corporation. <laughs> oh, which is it? You we know, are, I mean, come on. We are under a corporation, but we're not under that. You, you are the one that said it. Exactly, but everyone's we, arguing with me, saying, exactly. "No, we have a constitution." So, which is it? No, we we do not have a constitution right now. Exactly. Exactly. So what the fuck am I worried about following one for if these people are killing everybody? That's what I'm trying to say. They got an answer to us is what I'm saying. The people have They don't have the answer to us, number one, Dave. Because check this out. Dave, until you get the people into some sort of political, politic, or way where we can get the people together, together lawfully and peacefully uh-huh. assemble and, and create assemblies, okay? And I you, you can't have that. chaos. You can't have it. You I just told can't. you how to do that, Joe. You can't keep saying we can't do something that has to be done. Do you understand that? There you is other ways that has to you be can't do forward. That. There's Joe, a perfect way to have it done. You have your... Okay, Dave, Dave, time out, time out. What do you suggest we do? What's your plan? You go to the Laws of War manual. You go down to Section 11 and you go through that whole area. You see exactly what has happened. It's happened oh. to the Vatican. 
and it's now happened in Washington, D.C. Okay, now all the laws okay, of war were updated. So listen, Abe Lincoln started these. They were updated Dave, in 2015. Dave, hang on. I'm going to tell my next door neighbor to go something. to the war manual. I mean, the war manual. Well, come on. Listen to what you're saying. How do we go about it and, and make it work successfully? Can I finish telling you what? You want a question, answer to a question? Let me finish the answer. Don't interrupt yeah, me. Answer Don't the question. Warned. Don't give me a story. Go ahead. Don't be warned. All right, now give me my 30 seconds or a minute. The United States military steps in because we put faith in these people to volunteer to put their lives on the line for you, me, and everybody else. That's the first thing. Once they come in, they remove the faction that is illegal, the coup, whatever you want to call it. You remove them. They are held in military tribunals. Then those people are they just specify that they sit. And then it's a, it a, it a committee. They give the power back to us, the people we decide then, who are going to replace who they have removed. Okay, okay, then, okay. They made, they made the law. That's how it's okay. got to be. Okay, listen only to what you just said. I say that. Okay, wait a minute. Now, listen, now, the only reason I'm saying that is because you actually said right before this, you have to have uh, – you have to be together. You have to have some kind of structure. They have it. They have it all. They have the numbers. You're going to try United States citizens. You're going to try citizens under military law. They're not military personnel. They're not, they're not prisoners of war. They're our fellow citizens. You can't do that. Listen, let me, hold on a minute. Let's get something straight. You can project that and say that for you. They're not my friend. They're not my citizen. They're not my people. If they're they're not still have they, right. they, can, they still have rights, Dave. Not to fucking bring people into this country illegally and continue to do it when it's a fucking law. They have human rights. They have human rights, Dave. You can't do that, man. Hey, they can get get their water and bread. That's their human fucking rights because politically... Lieutenant, take that man into custody, Lieutenant. You're under arrest. Hey, Joe, Joe, it's all right. Joe, if you're scared, hey, Joe, if you're scared, hey, it's okay, Joe, it's all right to be scared. That's all right, stand behind me. Trust me, Dave. I don't give a fuck. Trust me. Trust me. No, Joe, I am trusting you. You can't keep telling these people on this platform over and over and over, you bitches scream. We want a goddamn solution. We don't want to hear about Joe Biden this next. When you keep saying that, all, all you're right, doing is prolonging your fucking, forth, you're prolonging your goddamn problem because you don't you hit call it out what it is and how it's got to be. And I've told you. All right, let's no listen to a third party now, Dave. Okay, let's listen to a third party. Go ahead, someone else jump in here. What do you think about what we've with that that's conversation? That's back and forth, y'all. You know, one way right, to really get back is to start teaching your kids because we ain't going to yeah. live to see that day. But they possibly will live to see it and probably be in the dead midst of it. Teach your kids. Well, okay. I'm going to read all this. All right, hang on, Jay. There's other people here. Hang on, Sarge. What do you guys think? I know, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. I think we're like our kids are really in trouble this this generation right now. That's what they're doing. I don't know what they'll make it through. I don't. All right. It sucks. (laughs) Okay. All right, Sarge. What I'm going to tell you yesterday, from the end of the French yep. and Indian War, when the British imposed these onerous taxes and all these intolerable acts and the Stamp Act and all that other crap, from 1763 yep. to the shots fired at and Concord Bridge, it was 13 yep. years. And, yeah, they made a few yep. protests like the Tea Party and the Boston Massacre and stuff like that. But for the most part, they were just talking. 
They've been talking for 13 years. Now, I'm not saying we got 13 years to talk, okay? We probably ain't got two. Might have three if we're lucky. But I'm just saying, talking is what goes on before the shooting starts. Even after the exactly. shooting started at Concord Bridge, they still held out an olive petition branch to King George mm-hmm. to avoid further bloodshed. They were still there to right. talk. Yeah, so I'm just saying, if we're going to do it, if we're going to do it, and it has to be, I mean, the last alternative has to be bloodshed and or war and or rebellion. 100%. All I'm saying is you get it organized before you start it. Properly, like they were. Absolutely, 100% right. Yes. A disorganized yes, Dave, but then why are you, why are you disagreeing with me then when I say that, Tave? Why are you disagreeing with me? Yeah, but you, you agree with Sarge. Because you tell me right off the bat, you can't bring the military into it. You can't bring the military into it. You can't hold people accountable like that. They have, what are you going to do, Joe? Who are you, who are you going to put in place to do this? Who are you going to arm? What you're, you what you're trying to implement, Dave, let me answer the question. You're trying to implement the rule of law by the people to take back our Constitution, to restore our republic. You can't do that with a military. The military is going to come in and kill everybody. That's what they're trying to do. Okay? They're not peacekeepers. They're not going to come in and get inside and have soldiers. Remember now, I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking theoretically and hypothetically here, and I want to make that clear because I don't know anybody calling the CIA FBI on me, all right? But the framework yeah. already exists for these military organizations. The sovereign exactly state, right. the militia provision. If you have the meeting, remember, the, the, the Continental Congress called forth a Continental Army, and they organized the militias in the colonies. The framework already right. exists. What we have to do yep. is start convincing our fellows that we need to have meaningful militias in every single state of the union. I mean, significant military forces that could act as a theoretical counter to the federal government. Not this half-ass shit we got today, expecting a National Guard, which is part of the United States Army, to be the militia that once existed in the colonial times, because it isn't. They're not, sorry. There's plenty of people out there, trust me. That's what I'm saying. Get real real state militias again. There are. There are. Absolutely right, Sarge. That's where it all. That's where. It, that's where it's going to end. But if it ends. Now we don't have be the guy. army, navy, but, air force, and marines. It's going to be. But it's only happening in one or two or three things. It's a, a real, well-trained, well-regulated, like they say in yep. the Second Amendment. There's only a few that actually exist today. Everybody thinks the National Guard is it. It isn't. It's not. Unless maybe not one exception. Unless these states decide to separate themselves from the federal government and then declare themselves a state militia independent of the federal government, unless there is a summons from Congress as it gives Congress the power to do in Article One, Section Eight. And I believe one thing you must realize: that, that whole operation to do that. Joe, I just want to be careful. Dave, you got to you got to realize this: even if it is a national uh, emergency. The Constitution has no on-off switch. It's on all the time. Mm-hmm. It may be on, Pianke. It may be on, but it's been annulled. And 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 you, you understand what annulled means? You understand? It's been usurped by well, the corporation. Well, I know what annulled means, but I don't. But I'm getting confused here. I'm listening today, which a lot of it I agree. But then people say it ain't no Constitution. 
So what are we going to be using as No, there's a constitution, but we're just not under the constitution right now. I just don't understand. All right, this is what I mean by when I say that, guys. All right, let's clear this up right now. All right, when I say, who the hell's clicking and clacking and clicking and clicking and clacking and, you know, uh, first thing, let's hand out a book to everybody to learn how to use a phone, okay? There, all right, because if we're going to be on the radio chattering, hey, go 90 degrees, three, not 80 yards, 10 clicks this way, you guys got to kill everybody because I can't hear you. If you're not under the Constitution, then what are, if you're the Constitution, then what are you on that gives you a basis to fight? We have right. to we, we have to re inhabit the country. We have to re inhabit this is your government, Bianca. We don't have it right now. We don't have that. You don't have that. What do you have? You have no common law well, courts Congress, right now across this country. Congress and you know that's another thing. If you talk about bringing some of these rogue politicians, you don't have to bring them into a formal court. You can have your own common court. In your so, own kind how you good. figure? How do you figure? down decisions. That's exactly true. That's where he's right, 100% right on that. How do you figure? Girls, we could go right down. Go right down you just can't off. pick no, someone off the street and say, now you're a judge, you now you're a jury. You can have common judge. That's true. That's right. Judges don't have to be lawyers. Really? A common judge. Yes. The only thing that really? Judge. So I can just go right now and put a stamp. I can post up a flyer and say I need a judge and I need uh, this and I need that and let's have it tomorrow at the library. You mean to tell me I could do that? Hey, Joe, what are you going to yeah. Joe, let me ask you something. What are you going to do? Yep. Ask Roberts to come proceed over your hearing? Right. That's what I keep saying to everybody. You can't go into you can't go into the law that we're trying to get away from. They tried to have How did they do it to us? How did they do it to us? How did they progressive movement usurp us and destroy our republic? How did they do it? That's how we have to do it to them. That's the only long march through the institutions over the last six decades. That's how they did it. Okay. Well, we can speed up the process. Nobody says we have to take the same time frame. Nobody says that, but we have to do it the same way they did. That's the only way we're going to have a lawful uh, solution. It's the only way. If you want to – let's just hypothetically – hang on. Hypothetically, if we have a breakdown of society, if we have a breakdown of society and we have war, do you understand – that there's going to be a complete systematic breakdown, and lots of innocent people are going to be. And I don't know if we can pick ourselves back up from that because we don't have the moral, educated people that we had back in 1776. We don't have that. No, we don't. So we're they gonna we're value. playing with a dangerous spark there, a dangerous spark. Well, when you say you're gonna, you want the military tanks in the streets. I didn't say that, Joe. Don't put words in my mouth. See, that's what you do. Well, what did you say? say what did you say, Dave? What did Let you say? Let me make it clear. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. Let me make it real fucking clear because you've said this to me about ten times now and I'm tired of it. When I say bring the military in, you need, and I told you this a long time ago, you need to look at the laws of war manual and see how this works. This is all implement, implemented like Sarge said. This is all set up. This isn't something that's going to be done overnight, and it's not going to be the military flies in. They take over the town. Everybody goes to the gulag. They lock them up. They bring in the guillotine, shot the heads up. That's not what I'm saying. What they, what they have the structure for is for the, the, the military to take control under martial law, to keep from having chaos, to control the streets, and 
Let the people make the decision amongst us. We will have our meetings, our, our gatherings, make our votes for who we are going to put in office to replace these people that were going to be held in a court. We're going to be held in a court. Dave, you just contradicted yourself. You just contradicted yourself. You said we have a you. Listen to me now. You just said we have everything in place to have this done. Right? Will you let me finish now? Will you let me finish? No, no, because I wasn't done. No, because I wasn't done. Because you don't know about the judges, and you don't even know who the judge your peer your your peers are. You just said pick some people off the streets, but then you said there was already a system in place. Which is it? Joe, who is the jury of your peers? Who is that people that you, in your area, that you don't even know nothing about the judges because you can go put a a sign up? Your jury of peers, who are they? Is that just, is that somebody that doesn't know you? Okay, well, I don't know who my peers are because we don't know who's going to be fair and objective in in a time of war. Pay attention. I'm going, to tell, I'm going to tell you. Pay attention. The judges, the weekend, just like Keanke said, and Sarks, we decide in our community who that will be. Who's going to be the We decide that. Now, that's number one. Number two, when you sit in court and you're accused of something, your, peer, your uh, peers, your jury, are people that know you. Hey, right in from your neighborhood, your neighbor, your, the people down the street, not some fucking system that pulls out a random number and has 12 people come and sit in that don't know a goddamn thing. You are to be judged by peers that are close to you. That has never happened in this system. And these people will be available in a time this. of war, Tave? Let, let me well, tell you how that did work. That worked in the farming of the West. People settled the West, and by the time law got out there, they just picked up what the people had agreed amongst each other. They set the standards. They set the rules. They set the laws. It wasn't no laws coming from the East going out West and saying this is how – no, no, no. The people decided how it was going to be. (laughs) Right? And then when they did show up and come with their laws, they fucked everybody out of the land, the rights, everything. Just like they're still doing because we're still a slave to the fucking corporation. And it's now White House dot Inc. Look that up. It's not the United States of or for or duck. That's the same like you said earlier, Jeff. That's true. That's done. Now all I've done is just change the fucking name of the banks that they bail out just like they do the government. The same fucking people running it just under another name. Same face. Well, there you go. Office 300 fucking years. But Dave, not, I don't want, I don't want you to misunderstand people don't misunderstand when you say military. I don't want you to think I'm talking about coming and shoot the whole fucking town up and turn it into Vietnam. No, I'm not. <laughs> the whole purpose the whole purpose. Well, it sure sounds like it, Dave. No, it sounds like it when you say that. No, no, it doesn't. Now if you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, it does, Dave. Yeah, it does guess. sound like no, that. No, it doesn't. Does it sound like that? Well, you see, how are you going to tell me what I'm thinking? So you could sound like the corporation now. That's right. I tell you what I'm saying. And you, and you have already assumed that because you know what an assume spells. It makes that ass out of you and me, okay? So now, with under no assumptions, people understand that when the military comes in, it's not to smash and grab. It's to maintain the control while the people that we accuse amongst us take over the problem that we are removing. That's the thing. You can't I'm bring a bull into a china shop, Dave. You ever heard that saying? Really? I am the bull yeah. in the china shop. That's the fucking problem. Well, you can't do that, Tave. You can't do that, man. Yeah, you I'm can. You. 
Yeah, you can, because you, yeah, you can, you put house slippers on him, and he walks off and carries a big stick. <laughs> yeah, that's Dave? a fact. Dave? You have to understand that the, the only way we're going to have, a, a, like you want all the, the numbers is the thing. We need, the numbers have Dave, to be there. They I'm on your side, up. man. I don't know why you're taking I understand. I know, I know. No, I'm not. I know what you're saying, but I just I hate when somebody misconstrues. I say the military thing, because then they start thinking like Mike used to say. Oh, you talk about the militia. They think it's these backwoods fucking jack off uh, white trash hillbillies with fucking uh, Confederate flags <laughs> driving around, hee hawing and fucking spitting in June. That's not. That's fucking bullshit. Running moonshine type shit. No, that's not what. I, that's not the fucking militia. The militia is we the people as a whole. We don't have to necessarily be armed as a militia, but we have a voice as a militia, as a group to say, hey, we're not going to deal with your bullshit anymore. You people have to leave. We're giving you the opportunity to step down, resign, go to Israel, go to wherever the fuck you want, go to Ukraine. You want to send all the money over there anyway, and it's our money. Get the fuck but out Dave, of here. That's what I'm go, worried go about. Dave, 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 now well, hang on. Now that's what I'm worried about. You see, you may have good ideas and you may have a, a, a good a good intentions, okay? But the road to hell is always paved with good intentions, okay? Because the military, again, you have to understand what you're asking for them to do. I don't think that the military that. is the answer to this. I really don't. I think they are for the backup. I think the backbone of what we're trying to do. All government, I don't care what government you're talking about, I don't care what it is, all government, for its existence and its legitimacy, has to rely on the threat of or the actual use of force. All of this. Yes. There is no exception yes. to it. And that force for us, we're talking about in the context in which we are speaking, okay, in the context in which we are speaking, that is the well-regulated militia. What did the framers mean by the well-regulated militia? They meant well-trained, well-organized, mm-hmm. equipped, and disciplined. That's what they meant by yeah. a well-regulated militia. All right. Now, without a well-regulated militia in every state, there is no potentially effective counter to federal government tyranny that is capable of withstanding not being isolated and destroyed piecemeal That's by federal point, government Sarge. power. That's my point, Dave, right there. Now, what do you got to say about that? Well, well when, you, when you look at other countries, the military, see, we, we're set up different. Now, the people in the, say Ghana, the people in Ghana don't have guns. Well, when Jerry Rollins assumed the presidency, he gathered up all the people that was involved with killing Kwame and Kuma, lined them up against the wall, and took their lives. That was the national Perfect. military. Mm-hmm. All right. I wonder exactly. where John Doe's been in all these conversations. I would like to have heard his opinion on most of this. Oh, well, he'll be along shortly. But look, guys, you always, Joe, you regularly refer to the fear of being, and it's a legitimate fear, and I, I certainly share it, of being isolated by government authorities just go off willy-nilly on their own. That is the yes. purpose of having a bulwark against tyranny in the form of federal state power as opposed to federal power. And they can coalesce okay. like the assemblies of the colonies did against the crown when they saw no other option after the olive branch mission failed. Yeah. They all had the militia structures in place. You know, 
I know. And, and, you know, I just think of that. And, 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 the British Empire had to come against the colonies as a whole because they had a Continental Congress. And they had a yep. Continental Army. I just hope that Coors has always prevailed. Right. Let me say this, Joe. Let me say this. Let's just say, for instance, this whole thing goes south and it gets to that point to where there is the conflict. I see you, now Joe. I wonder, Go ahead, Dave. I see where now this whole COVID thing would come into play because you have people that volunteer to go into the military, serve their country, and yet the government, the people that have never even served in the military, most of them, are trying to force this shot on them. Now, you have a very, very large amount of people in the military currently that didn't take that shot, and they still won't take that shot. My thing is I believe that the true people like SARS, anybody else who volunteered to go into the service, and, and, and see, the people don't understand. It's, not, they weren't, it's another way of saying I give my life for my country. I'm not here to get a college education or collect free shit or get the, the funds or whatever. A lot of times, a lot of people do that. It was a big thing for our military recruiters back in the day to push that agenda because they knew that the people were soft or softer. They didn't have that heart and drive to, to, to just sign up to defend the country, which is what I'm saying. But what I yeah. mean is I think that there's enough of those people. A lot of them have left, though. A lot of the upper echelon, a lot of the officers and the four-star generals, the good ones, they walked away from this bullshit because they knew that they were dumbing down and the weakening of the military was in progress, and there wasn't a fucking thing they could do about it. So what they did is they, they bit their tongue, and they slid out the door quietly. Now, yeah. under, structure yeah. of mil- under, under the structure of the military, I don't believe that these tr- the true soldiers I'm talking about, the ones that feel like we do, would turn on the American public, number one. They would, they would probably take off their patch and say, you know what, I'm not part of this fucking military anymore. What I am going to be part of is that well-structured militia, and I will be one of the people that understands how to run this and put it together and help out. Them are the ones that we need to get people like that to lead us. Because a lot – I mean, yep. having a well-structured militia just can't happen overnight. You know, that's yep. not – All right. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. Yeah. Joe's awaiting in the wings here. Yep, good point, Dave. All right, <laughs> okay. go ahead, Joe. I usually don't disagree with Tave, but I also just noticed now, uh, Tave, unwittingly, you contradict yourself. So oh, everybody here is nice, is nicely optimistic. Here's how you did that. Firstly, you're talking about and assuming that the military, if it's enacted, and it, and it will have to be, because the destruction of America will come about either economically or through false flags or both. So then you just said a few seconds ago that the uh, the ones who were the good generals and probably the good admirals they had they they realized that the military was weakened and then, as a matter of course, resigned or uh, took a walk into the shadows. Well, four stops. So here's four what's going basically. Here's what's here's what's going to happen. We're either going to have some false EMPs, or all we're going to have mm-hmm. a, a grid breakdown. And we'll definitely will have a stock market crash with the propaganda by CNN, et cetera, will make people mm-hmm. panic. No matter how many yep. separate militias we have in all the 50 states, they're probably not organized enough to combat the military. Now, the military, nope. everybody's assuming, will be on our side. I'm not assuming that. Okay? Well, not, I'm not, assuming not, not, not all of them. Not all of them. Hang on. Oh, okay. I thought... I thought you. I thought you probably were. So no, I'm sorry for that misunderstanding. No, 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 no. That's why okay. I said there's the last time. I was like, okay. I said I think some of them will okay. be okay. Some of them won't. Okay, Dave. I want to finish up. Yep. Okay. So the thing is, is that 
we have will have a breakdown within the next two to three years. It will be well planned, well thought out, just like the bioweapons by the New World Order, which has affected billions of people around the world. So here in America, which is the crown jewel of all the uh, the countries of uh, of the world, they're going to concentrate on us the most. When we have that breakdown, don't forget there will be marauding gangs in the streets. They will have guns. The yep. criminals will have guns. The law-abiding citizens will stay in their houses to be burned up by the marauding mm-hmm. gangs that come along and burn them up. Unless yep. they unite. Yep. The people are not going to unite between now and then. Yep. I hope I'm wrong about that. But if we do yeah, unite, then, we, have a ch- then we, we might have a fighting chance. But then we still mm-hmm. have to remind ourselves we're going to have to fight Battleships, tanks, guns, yeah. drones, um, resources. We, on the other hand, do not have generals and colonels in place like they did in the Civil War. The Confederacy was ready to fight. We are not. We do not have resources. We probably, at the most, at the best, will have enough ammunition to last for maybe a month. They can wait us out, and then we'll be stomped out. That's my opinion. Well- that, 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 well, Joe, that last part I'll disagree with you on because we have people who make their own ammunition also. And we have – I played the clip many, many times from uh, Mark Konorki, uh who is a, a trained combat veteran. Uh, with, with We have our toys and resources too. And believe me, we've got probably just as much and, and not high sophisticated and expensive as the military. But remember, most of those people are not going to get up in those jets and those Raptors anyway. You know, right. but if they – do we've got stuff to take them out of the sky so you know and and so yeah you're right it's gonna be a tough fight but we have resources we have much resources Uh, about 15 billion rounds of ammunition in private hands in the united states now i understand that all of that is not a common caliber but the most commonly owned military pattern firearm in the united states today is the ar-15 that buys a five, five, six needle cartridge. Uh, in private hands, it is estimated there are about three and a half to four billion rounds of five, five, six NATO ammo alone. So I think there's more than well, ammo in private hands to keep up a sustained fight. What we should not do is to fight to the strengths of the active military. We fight to the weaknesses and we emphasize our strengths, which will be numbers. If it's organized properly, you don't fight to their strengths because they've got the strengths in firepower, in training, and in organization. No matter how good you make your state militia, they're going to have that advantage. That's a given. What you do is fight to your strengths, and you fight against their weaknesses, and they have many, along with their many strengths. That's all has to do with strategy and tactics. That's why yeah. you have to plan yeah. all that right. out. And the operative phrase, the operative phrase, Sarge, is if we're organized enough. Plus, we have to right. be organized enough to, in order to know where those weaknesses are. I don't know if we are organized enough, but they have satellites, they have tanks, they have planes, and do not underestimate the power of uh, giving up the uh, the citizens and the uh, the normal natural-born American who are in the military today, they will replace them with the um, with the immigrants, just like they're replacing the cops. And in fact, in about yep. two to three years, if they're going along at the way that they're going along now, 
Those people will not have any qualms whatsoever upon shooting upon the American people. Now, those 15 or the 1.5 billion, that 1.5 billion rounds you're talking about, that's distributed amongst a lot of people who have a lot of AR-15s and shotguns. If they la- if the war lasts over a month, all of that will have to have been shot, plus Joe, the people that you know that can replace them. That's, that's during the times when they can just take their time, and they can, um, you know, and they can, they can uh, uh, create the bullets and the bullet shells and the armaments. During wartime and everybody's being shot at, I don't know if everybody's going to have the time and be, be that cool under pressure. I am not yeah, looking at this true. as an optimist. Uh-huh. I am looking at this as a pessimist so that we can try to take a look at that, compare both the optimistic side, the pessimistic side, and then say, you know what? We've got to we've got to take into account every fucking thing that's out there. Yeah, and you know, that's a perfect point because it's like the British coming here, the redcoats show up, and everybody had to scatter. And had these men in this country stood in the middle of the fucking street or in the middle of a field, shoulder to shoulder, like those dumb bastards did in, from Britain, and think that you can't go into the woods and fight in seclusion. Do their thing, absolutely. And I believe right now that they're moving at us like the Redcoats because they know that we're they or they think that there's a lot of weak people, and there are, there are. But well, I you think know, another thing. Hell, we know how to dress yeah, up so, in uniforms and and visit a magazine and get some ammunition so we can under the right. pretense we're going to use it to fight these insurrectionists. That's what John Brown yep. tried to do. Hell, we can do that. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to remember, though, guys, look, I mean, see, you got, this is why the, what we're talking about should be an absolute last resort, because as Joe points out, it is that grim, it is that horrible. I'm only speaking now, theoretically, what has to be done, what you have to be prepared to endure if you decide to go down that road and if you intend to win. Now, that's why, look, there's no point in doing unless you absolutely say, last resort, and we do it, we got to go out and surely hang together because you sure as hell are going to hang separately if you leave. Hang separately. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's the thing here. Everything that Joe said is correct. All of these things that could happen through the insurrection, through the rebellion, through the revolution, through the counter-revolution, however you wish to plane it, all of these things can happen and probably would. However, that, that means that's something you have to factor in, and that's something you have to be prepared to counter. You have to come up with your strategy and tactics to minimize the damage it does to you and maximize the damage you do to your approach. Remember, this army of ours, this armed force of ours, does not exist without its citizenry. It is supplied by its citizenry. Its primary weakness is the logistical chain. Not going after the armies in the field. Remember what they say about warfare. Amateurs study tactics. Professionals study logistics. Because logistics is how you win modern warfare. You cut off an army from a supply, you defeat it. And you got to remember, civilians, the armed forces of the United States are going to be surrounded by the citizenry. They're going to yep. be islands in the midst of a sea of citizens who outnumber yep. them somewhere on the order of 330 to 1. Yeah. So let's just keep all of that in account as we look at all this. They have enormous strength. 
and so do we. You play up our right. strength, you down, you down, you uh, downplay their strength, and you up, and you magnify their weaknesses, and that's where you make your attacks. Sarge, the optics. And this whole conversation, the optics, just like you said, the optics, that. the optics of this has been thought out many, many times and played out, and and by the enemy and by the people. So trust me. And I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, if I were yeah. all of you, I'm, I'm not just trying. To, I'm not trying to downgrade by any way what Sarge said. But look at a good exit plan because nowhere, you know, I think America will eventually collapse well, and will not be rebuilt. An exit plan, well, you no. know, because. You know what's different this time, Joe? You know what's different this time, Joe? You're going to have a lot of black people that's fighting for the U.S. Constitution. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I don't know about that, but I hope you're right. Right. You know, this conversation is a perfect example of why people should listen to some of the things that we talk about because – when we're talking like this and the different things, logistics and strategies, you see where this dark, this, this cabal, whatever faction, this government has taken and put in place the transgender and the wokeism into our military for that reason to put those people under their thumb so that when they know that this may happen, they have some numbers in that group. That's a fact. That's right. They're not just they're yeah, not doing off tools going around the military so you can have your lop them off and need surgery for free. They are trying to put people in place so that like sergeants, logistically these people, even though they are transgender woke, whatever, have the knowledge and they can rely on them because that's what they believe in. And that's exactly what they implemented in You got too. that right, man. You got that right. In the year of our Lord, thirteen fourteen. Patriots of Scotland starving and outnumbered, charged the fields of Bannockburn. They fought like warrior poets. They fought like Scotsmen. And won their freedom. That's right, guys. We'll win back our freedom. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. What the heck? Well, just let me, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. It ain't going to be easy. The power of this federal government, the power of its armed forces is un- off the chain. I can remember sitting so, uh, sitting uh, in an armored cavalry assault vehicle with a PRC-77 radio, and at the push of a button back then, I can put a million dollars worth of ordnance on a hill in 30 seconds. A million dollars, and I'm talking about heavy-duty ordnance. Think of what they can do today. Man, I'm oh, just yeah. trying to tell you, it's not going to be pretty. It ain't going to be easy. And look, if you're going to do it, make, don't kid yourself. This is not a step to be taken lightly. Not in the slightest, yeah. not in the least. Nope. But you better not look not bad if you get started. Not in the least. This is a, this it is, is not a no. We have to You've heard that, that what I played so many times, how it'll start, Battles for the Republic. I've yeah. played that so many times on this, you know. And that's how, exactly how that's it's going right. to start. One popcorn fight, fight, fight from hell, you know. And, it'll and be a full flag. You know? A false flag, yep. most yeah, a false flag, most likely. But we, as the people, we have to avoid the conflict at all costs because then we do have to unite. And for people to unite, uh, um, practically impromptu, maybe there are some people out there who supposedly are ready for this particular theoretical war. But we better hope that they are, because well, it's going I'm to one come. of them, Joe. I'll tell you that right now, because you come from me. Well, I don't have money, but what I do have. Well, are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. 
Sharpen your hands. <laughs> I tell you what, I will say this optimistically. I will say this optimistically. I've watched a lot of things in the last month. In the last month, where we're having some of these crazy ass rogue governors like in New Mexico wanting to shut down the Second Amendment, where people like the sheriff has actually stepped up and said she can go pound salt. I'm not enforcing any of her bullshit. And hey, I've already started impeachment. Uh, paperwork for her, so I think she's on her way out. But I think we're seeing the people wake up a little bit more. But it is not—is it too little, too late? Or I can go to the other side of the country now and say, well, you have Connecticut that actually banned all the sheriffs. They don't have a ban yeah. sheriff. Oh yeah, that's what happened during the war between the states. And I'm not trying to. Com- I'm not speaking of the relative value of the sides involved or which side was more righteous. Forget that for just a minute. I'm talking about when the war started, the very best generals in the United States Army, ones who had fine records from the Mexican-American War and elsewhere, such as Robert E. Lee, such as Stonewall Jackson, such as uh, Longstreet, such as Bell U. Hood, such as all these other men. These men went to the Confederacy. The very best generals in the Union Army went to the Confederacy, along with a great many of the soldiers in the Union forces. So it's not a given as to what side, which way either side is going to flow if it comes down to something like that. Many will and stay those generals, with the yes. loyalist forces. Many won't. The question is what the distribution is going to be and what type of soldiers they're going to be. But nothing is given in something those, like that. Um, and many of those generals you're we talking hope. about, Sarge, went to West Point, too. They were, yeah, all of them went to I heard that yeah, Washington you know, was actually yeah. one of the worst logistical guys. It was, was one of the worst leaders at the beginning of his tenure. Washington was awful. You know who was a major player in farming West Point? Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Yep. Jeb Stewart went over to the uh, Confederacy. The very best general, the most daring, the most tactically proficient, went over to the Union. And, and let's face it, look at the problems Lincoln had finding suitable generals. He just couldn't believe when he finally left Von Grant, he couldn't get a general who was adequate to command the Army of the Potomac. So we don't know what's going to happen to something like this shakedown. We don't know who's going to go where. Nothing is a given. You have to be prepared for every eventuality because this thing is big and it's serious. Let's hope it don't go here. Like people like Joe Gibson. Yeah, like the like biggest hope you can have <laughs> 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 the most the important thing for is that the people the have the morals. Like I'll I'll tell you what I've done. I trained my young yeah, people. My grandson is the last one. He's going to start <clears throat> his tactical shooting, gun safety, here in a little bit. Because I know I'm not going to be around when this stuff comes down yep. like this. So you, only you, might you, be you might be Pianchi. Your ideology only You'll be around for in the next three years. Yeah, I know. Everybody's going to have a role if it comes to that. Remember, I hope only you guys are around. I mean, I hope I, I would serve with of the population. each and every one of Only 3% of the population was involved in the American Revolution. Most of the others were assisting right. it, who were involved. And that was still yep. a small percentage of the total population, a very small percentage. Well, I serve with all you guys, you know, in the foxhole. So as well, I would. I hope. I hope we all can get, can agree to that for sure. And I think that I hope that there's enough people in this country that actually, if they don't feel like picking up an arm, 
or a weapon or doing anything fight-wise, and they want to do the, the other things, that it's driven by the good and the moral of what we're – the achievement that we're trying to gain and the overall get rid of the bullshit and the evil and the tyranny – and I think there's enough people in America. Well, well, let's hold on a minute. I shouldn't say that because when they got the southern border open, driving these sons of bitches across the world, world, they're all coming from. They're about to even the score, I think. God damn, is it turning me Hey, tell me something, guys. You think you one thing and then you tell, 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 wait, wait, guys, tell me something. Why do you think the Waco siege was the longest law enforcement siege in the history of the United States? You want to know why it was the longest? Because the American press was there watching. They had an M728. Combat engineer vehicle, which in case you don't know what that is, that's an M60A1 tank that has been modified as an engineer vehicle, and it's got a 152-millimeter gun howitzer on it. All they had to do was fill that thing up outside the house, and they could have blown the smith- that, that compound. They could have blown that whole compound of smithereens with about four rounds. The only thing they kept them from doing that was the eyes of the press on them to do it. Well, so uh, sorry. Let's not That's forget what, what they are capable of doing if they choose to do it. You have to make sure in your yeah. area you got a good 50 caliber. You know, make sure you got one in your area. You know, I know they're they're rare. I carry two of them. 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 I mean, you got to have a big anti-tank gun for that one, bud. You know what, I think you're going to be fighting. I don't think you're going to be fighting the U.S. military. You're going to be fighting those with these crazy thoughts that want to destroy the United States. That's the one right. you're going like to be fighting. Like more. And I don't even like think that. they got yeah. the balls yeah. because yeah. some of them say they ain't got them. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The pink and purple hair <laughs> people are the enemy. <laughs> All right, guys, so, what's up? The I think they're going to cut me off in a second here, so... Uh, it was a good conversation, though. It was a good conversation. I think, well, actually, I got uh, three minutes. Three minutes. So keep it going, I guess. Three minutes. So I got a red yeah, clock. I'd like, I got to emphasize, I'd like to emphasize that all of government listening ears out there, we are speaking hypothetically and theoretically. Yes, yes. Record this. This is recorded, yes. so it's documented. Yeah. Nobody condones any violence. Nobody wants to see anyone hurt from nope. the government. No one wants to see anybody hurt at all in America, you know? All of us speaking on this line easily isolated. You better believe that. That's right. We just want the people right. to break the laws held accountable. We don't want them dead. We want them held accountable. That's it. That's right. Uh, it might right. be a right. way to avoid that in a theoretical uh, conflict. It might not <laughs> we be are. a way to elect avoid. people like Joe Gibson. Elect people like me who want to restore our republic lawfully. That will get on the House floor. We'll get in the legislative body. We'll form committees to restore a de jure government. That's what we need to do. You know, I'm not the only guy me. out there. I prefer that. Believe me. I hope yes, you can do that. Yes, you do, man. You know, I need you guys, line. man. I need you guys this winter. I need you guys working the, the, the phones, the calling these people. If you want to have peace, prepare for war. That's <laughs> it, right there. So yeah. if you're not prepared for war, you're not going to live a happy life. You have to you be know. able to fight. 
Every I mean, while we were talking, you know what I'm doing, guys? I'm, I'm making out postcards. I'm filling out envelopes to mail to my voters. You know, I mean, that's what I'm doing during the show. I, you know, that's what I'm doing every, every time. Hour, until 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, every single night. I got thousands of these things I got to fill out. You know? I mean, hey, it, it ain't cheap either. Hey, you were going to tell me send me a damn email for something. I never got that, but you can send me some posters. You need something filled out, dude, you well, you guys, I, got you are, I need people hand. working the phones. I don't need you mailing anything from where you're at. You're out in another state, well, you know. Well, I, I need you working the phones, calling these people, you know, well, telling them to vote, you know, vote. Send but anyway, guys, yeah. Tell hey, yeah, I will. I will. I promise. I need all the help I can get. Trust me. Okay. Uh, guys, gonna, they are going to cut me off. So uh, uh, I guess okay. good night. Be safe out there. God bless the republic, man. God bless. God bless. They're cutting us off right about uh, 